Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is our last show of 2021 and our, our beginning of greeting our 2022 into existence. So tonight while we're doing this show, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about what your plans are and what are some of the things that you want to accomplish in 2022 with your writing. And what are some of the things you're going to need in order to make those goals happen? Okay, and we'll see if there's anything we can do this year to help bring you the information or whatever it is that you need to help you accomplish some of those things. It's always much more fun to do it as a team. So real excited to be talking to you guys about that tonight. I want to let you know before we get started, the number to call in is 646 595 Three nine six five. That's six four six four six five nine five three nine six five. If you'd like to call in and read, we do have some things we're going to go over before we get started with our callers. So let's go ahead and get through that quickly. First of all, I want to let you know that if you are interested, and I and I, I know I've got three workshops we have done, but we have a lot of people lined up to do these. It's just getting them all coordinated, you know. So. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, just let me know what you want to do. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. And if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York and Los Angeles, Alicia, last name, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together and we'll get that set up. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. You can pre-record these on your computer, or I can set up a conference call with you into the studio and pre-record it for you. You can do uh, a live show if you'd like to have live participation, or we can do a combination of both. We can pre-record the first part of the workshop, and you can come on live and answer questions and, and that type of stuff after the workshop portion is over, whatever you want to have done. You don't, like I said, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. Just come up with an idea. And if you think, oh, I would love to do that, but I don't have an idea, you know what? Google is your friend. <laughs> Google will tell you anything. So just Google poetry prompt uh, or uh, poetry workshops or writing workshops or poetry uh, styles, whatever it is that, that interests you. And, you know, shoot me a message, and I can even help you put it together if you'd like. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So next thing I want to do, and this is really, really important because especially being into our, you know, first couple of shows into our new season, into our 15th year of being on the air. We just had our anniversary show a couple of weeks ago, and it was pretty amazing. If you didn't catch that, you can go back and listen to it in the archives. But it was uh, it was pretty awesome. But think about that. You know, we've been here together 15 years. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. 
We are at the end of our 2021 broadcasting season. And as that comes to a close as well, I want to make sure that we get and take every chance we possibly have of thanking those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover some of the cost of our 2020 or 2021 broadcasting license. And so I want to make sure that they get recognized. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope Wilson, and, of course, very lovingly, anonymous donations were made in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith, the third, or second, and King's Cadence. So thank you, all of you, who have helped make our our 2021 year happen, make it possible. We really could not do this without the help of the sponsors. You know, when I first started this show out 15 years ago, our broadcasting audiences weren't that bad. And then, the you know, everything started growing and everything got more crazy and podcasts got more popular and so did the companies running them and, and uh you know, it's 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 a handful, and I definitely could not do this without you guys anymore. So, you know, on, just on you know on behalf of me, I'm real proud of what you guys have built here in the community that you've built, and that you've found something of value here that's worth investing in, which is each other. I'm just really proud to be a part of this with you. We are going to be here in about a week. We're going to be starting up our. Uh, sponsorship drive for our 2022 broadcasting license so if you're interested in helping to donate towards our 2022 broadcasting year watch for those details or you can shoot me a message and i can fill you in on all the on the the do's the dudes all right now next what do we do next hmm it is time for wait, wait a minute let me put my pen down. You ready? Here we go. Okay. Time for inspiration from the inkwell. So have your pens and papers, your journals, whatever you're writing with out and handy. As I go through your writing assignments, if for some reason you missed something, don't panic. As soon as the show's over, it does go into the archives, and you can come back and listen to the podcast, which you can start and stop at your leisure and get everything written down. So if you want to just listen now and come back, that's great. But don't worry if you do miss something and you're writing it down because you can get those after the show. And the same thing, if you're sitting there some night and you're wondering, hmm, I don't know what to do. So you know what? It was really dumb. I ate a banana. I always you know, try to grab something to eat because I'm always hungry during the show. So I grabbed a banana. Bananas make me burp. Right? So I'm sitting here and I'm trying to talk and I keep getting these banana burps. They are, it is just, it's like, you know, I'm so glad <laughs> that this is radio. And I'm not sitting in front of you right now. Banana burps. And they taste like banana. It's horrible. 
I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. Maybe I just feel so much closer to you guys now, you know? 15 years, I can tell you this stuff, right? Okay, anyway. If you're sitting there some night and you don't know what to write about and you need some inspiration, just come listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows. And like I said, we've had a lot of years, and so a lot of things to pick up, pick from. And But listen, the first 15 minutes, you'll hear some writing assignments, and they do change. We are going to be totally changing up a lot of the stuff we are going to be doing at the new year, which is why tonight I'm talking about what some of your goals are is so important as I restructure our 2022 year, broadcasting year and activities. But, um, yeah, totally forgot where I was going with that. Your prompts, writing things down, and have your notebooks handy, and let's just go with that. All right, get your pen and paper out, because I'm going to give you your, first we're going to start off with your, thank you, Christopher. Um, We're going to start off, I just got a Coke Slurpee. That's better than a banana. (laughs) All right. So we are going to start out with your uh, poetry prompts. Now, remember, as you write these down, we are using your prompts now in conjunction with all of your other activities from your inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop. So these prompts are really, really important because you won't be using them just as your poetry prompts, but also as facets in the other things that I'm going to have you do. So I want you to take your pen, and I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. We've got 12 different prompts here. Now remember, these are the prompts you are going to be eventually using to write for, as, write, use, as poetry prompts, write your poems to. With that said, again, the poems or the prompts can be the title of your poem, they can be a line in your poem, or they can be the general concept of your poem. What you do with them after that is entirely up to you, but it does need to uh, be the title of a line in or the concept of your poem. So let's go ahead and start with number one. I'm going to run through these. Number one, when I am old. When I am old. And I used that one. I put that prompt in there because it's actually the first line in a piece that I'm working on right now. And I always start the first. I normally, I try to always start the first show of every month. I'm supposed to read one of my own pieces because I never do that because I always, you know, I talk as enough as it is. You guys don't need to hear me read. I want to hear you guys read. So, but I think that I'm going to try to have this one done from this prompt. Uh for next week's show, for the one I read for next week. I'm really going to try to get it done. I'm kind of excited about it. Anyway, so, yeah, first, number one, when I am old. Two, universal language. Universal language. Three, whenever I see the photograph. Whenever I see the photograph. Four, while sitting at a stoplight. While sitting in a stoplight. Five. In a room upstairs. In a room upstairs. Number six. There is no humanity in the headlines. There is no humanity in the headlines. Seven. Eyes like fireflies. 
eyes like fireflies. Eight, in the church parking lot. In the church parking lot. Number nine, weeping hourglass. Weeping hourglass. Ten, mother midnight. Mother midnight. Number eleven, the coldest night of winter. The coldest night of winter. And number twelve, sugar on the windowsill. Sugar on the windowsill. Okay, so with these, remember, you can take them and you can write a poem, one poem to each of the 12 prompts. So you have 12 different poems. You can take the lines and you can mix and match them together. You can grab you know, universal language, which is two, and then grab seven and ten and jump back up and, and get four and mix and match them into a poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can write a poem using all... 12 prompts in one poem. And if you go through the list and you look at it, you're going to see that normally I try to to combine them to where there's two or three lines, probably about three lines, you know, there's you know, a third of the line, each third of the lines. <laughs> I'm a writer, I can do this. I just can't speak. <laughs> um, so that that Several of the lines, that's a better way. There we go. Several of the lines can are, are real similar in flavor or color or taste or smell or, or ambiance or whatever it is you want to call it. And they would fit pretty good together in one poem. Then there's some that kind of go good together. But when you get to the whole list, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a word puzzle to be able to use all of them into one poem and i and and you know give yourself permission to write something crappy and just have fun playing with words and and piecing things together and just have fun and and mess around with it and see what you can come up with it's a real good exercise to do above and beyond just sitting down and, and looking for a you know a poem just play with them play with your muses have fun with them and they'll have fun with you all right so one poem per prompt, mix and match, all lines in one poem, whatever it is you want to do. Next, we're going to be going through your writing exercise. And remember I said that everything revolves around these 12 poetry prompts. So your writing exercise, which you will do before you sit down to write your poems to the prompts, is called Pick Apart a Prompt Writing Exercise. And what we're going to do is teach ourselves to think differently, our brains have muscle memory, just like anything else we do, like typing, like whatever. So you want to teach it to do something different than it normally does. You want to teach it to get away from the immediate knee-jerk reaction that reaches out and grabs you by the scruff of the neck and lifts you up and shakes you when you hear something that inspires you. You need to move past that because we all think it's like, oh, my God, I was sitting there and I thought of something and my muse grabbed a hold of me and I was off and running. You know, that's awesome and great and we've all found some amazing poems that way. But I want to find 
something beyond your amazing poems. You know that it, that isn't our muses often. Run. That's that's that is our muscle jerk reaction to inspiration that grabs a hold of us and takes off and running. I want you to challenge yourself. I want you to push yourself. I want you to arm wrestle with your muse. I want you to make her give up something amazing to you. Okay, and that's what this does: is it teaches you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is much more important than what you write to it. All right. So really examine it and find the unique. Nobody wants to be common. You know, nobody wants to write the, predict- the predictable, which is what most knee-jerk reactions to inspiration are. It's a pr- predictable content to a poem of that topic. But we don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that. I know you can do something more. I don't care how good of a poet you are. All of us we can still push ourselves to do something more. What is why you know, what was it about Poe that makes us sit here and think about him all these years later? Think about that. How many people are poets? How many poets are out there? How many of them were lost to the wayside? So what was it about the ones we remember that make us remember them? It's because they did something just a little bit different than everybody else. And that's what I try to push you for, is to push you to those places where you're writing from a place a little bit different than everywhere else. So these aren't just fun things to throw out there and have you guys mess with and, and oh, there's a poetry prompt, I'm going to sit down and write a poem. These are to help teach you. They're to help make you think. They're to push you out of your comfort zone, to do something new, to challenge you. You know, there's there's a definite purpose to doing these besides they're just fun. So really think about that. You know, especially as we're coming into the new year. You know, maybe that can be one of your writing New Year's resolutions that you're going to take one prompt every single week. You know, even if it's just one. I'm not going to sit there and watch over your shoulder. I don't know what you're doing and what you're not doing, but you know, I I I could if I wanted to. I could come find each and every single one of you and peek in your windows because I'm not above that. All right, just saying. I have no problems with that at all, being a window peeper as you're writing and making sure that you're doing what you need to do. So just be warned. You know, it's kind of like Santa. I'm going to know if you're being naughty or nice. That's not true, really. But anyway, so be accountable to yourself. You know, create that writer's discipline where you do these things. They're going to help push you to be that poet that does this a little bit more. And 500 years later, 1,000 years later, and we're still quoting you. Okay, so anyway, pick apart a prompt writing exercise. What you do with a poem before you write to it is more important than what you write to it. How do we find those unique that unique content? How do we find that that twisted new perspective on something that's going to make people go, what? 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 No, wait, wait. No, okay, what? How do you do that? So this will help you. Teach your brain to, instead of looking at a prompt and having it create a knee-jerk concrete reaction in your brain, it's going to teach you, because muscle memory, everything you do, you can train yourself to think a different way. So what this is going to teach you to do is when you look at this prompt, instead of immediately letting something grab you and run away with it, you are going to grab it. 
you are going to control the situation. You are going to teach your brain what you want it to do. And that is, instead of finding that knee-jerk reaction, you are going to look at it like a kaleidoscope. Instantly, your brain is automatically going to start doing that. You're going to look at this prompt, and all of a sudden, all these different images for that prompt are going to pop in your brain. It's, it's human nature. It's science. It's just going to happen. You will train yourself to think that way, which is amazing, amazing quality to have when you're sitting down to write. So what I want you to do is I want you to take one of the prompts, and I kind of like the one, you know, if you think about it, this one's, this one's a really good one for this example. So number five was in a room upstairs. All right, so I want you to write your prompt. Start with number one, you know, and write down that prompt at the top of the page. And for this example, we're going to use, you know, we'll pretend like number five is number one. So at the top of the page, you're going to write in a room upstairs. Then I want you to not write a poem to it, but I want you to write six different ideas for poems that you could write to it. So what different, what different perspectives? How could you twist in a room upstairs? How many different ways could you twist it? How many different perspectives are there? If we were sitting on a tree branch and looking into the window, boy, I'm just really sounding like a freaking peeper stalker today, aren't I? <laughs> so if we're sitting on a tree branch and peeking in the window, you know, what's going on in that room upstairs? How many different things can it stand for? What could it be used for as a metaphor? You know, maybe it's a, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. I don't like putting ideas in your heads. You find your own ideas. Um, Maybe it's not a room at all. Maybe it stands for something else. So sit down, and instead of writing poems, write down six different ideas for poems, at least six different ideas for poems. You could write to that one prompt. All right. Then go to number two, number three, all the way down to number 12 until you have six different poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. Now here's my guarantee, and I have been guaranteed guaranteeing this for a long time and nobody has come and claimed their reward nobody's even bothered asking what the reward is but there's no way that you can sit down and do this writing exercise write down all 12 prompts and then write down six different poems you could write to each of the 12 different prompts without a poem grabbing a hold of you by the scruff of the neck shaking you around and getting you to write it with that said, in, in, in lines with the, the way I used the content of using it earlier, context using it earlier, it's not going to be a knee-jerk reaction poem that grabs you by the neck and shakes you around. It's going to be something deeper, something more twisted, something maybe darker, maybe something more gutty, um, more raw, more real edgy, dangerous, exciting. You know, those, those are the places, those are the words I want to use when I describe that place you write from. All right, so, yeah, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Sit down and think of all the different things you can write to all the 12 different prompts in your pick-apart prompt exercise. 
But you are not going to be able to. That's what I was talking about. I was trying to stall. I was, did I do it very gracefully? Could you guys tell that I would, like totally lost where I was because I go off on tangents? But yeah, so that's that's what you're gonna that's what you're going to do with your pick apart a prompt. But you will not be able to get all the way through this exercise without a poem grabbing a hold of you and you writing it. It is absolutely inspirationally impossible for that to happen. Something's going to grab you and you're going to write to it before you get to the end. And it's going to be something way cooler than you would normally write to it had you not done this exercise. That's my point. Okay. So I'm going to run through these again really quickly for you. These are your 12 poetry prompts and the prompts you'll be using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Number one, when I am old. Two, universal language. Three, when I see the photograph. Four, while sitting at the stoplight. Five, in a room upstairs. Six, there's no humanity in the headline. Seven, eyes like fireflies. Eight, the church parking lot. Nine, weeping hourglass. Ten, Mother Midnight. Eleven, the coldest night of winter. And twelve, sugar on the windowsill. So as I was reading through those, did you hear any of them? Did any of them catch your attention that could be paired up together well? Or could be used together? So start there and then find ways to work the other lines in. It's a real fun thing to do with these prompts. So there you have it. That's your prompts for your stuff. As I said, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be adding back your journal assignment, your free write, and and doing some different things as we get into the new year uh, with your writing prompts after I hear from you guys and get some input from what you guys need. Uh, so we'll be changing that up. But through the holidays and all, I've just been sticking to these two. So that's all we're going to do for you tonight. If, with the exception of remember, you know, there's things that we, we are constantly focusing on and trying to focus on. And those things are to read, 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 read. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it what? Backwards. Exactly. You need input in order to have output. You are what you eat, and that replies to your brain as well. If you starve your brain, you're going to kill your muse. So, you know, wait a minute. I'm going to write that down. If you starve your brain, or feed your brain, or starve your muse. Now, you see what I just did there? That and, and this is kind of a cool example because it kind of segues into your the next thing that we're working on. And that is, well, one of the next things we're working on, that is to go out every single day and write a haiku poem. You're going to hear something that inspires you. You're going to see something that makes you look sideways. You're going to hear something that's going to make your brain stutter and, you know, like, hey, what was that? When that happens, stop and listen. Those are things that reach out and talk to you that are calling to you like little magical things you know you if you looked around you and paid more attention to the world around you you would be tripping over words and poems and stuff all day long it would be so annoying right you'd end up having to carry like you know poetry and muse maze 
there you go. We'd have to have muse mates because the damn pesky little things just mess with us all the time. Right? So, fun, fun story. And I'm going to do this because we are having some problem with the phone lines right now. So I'm going to tell you a fun story about, and I've told you this before, so if some of you heard it before, just forgive me, but talking about our, our muses grabbing a hold of us and tripping over palms and, and you know, paying attention to things around you. So I was taking a shower one day, right? And you can't really multitask in the shower. So I was sitting there, and this line came to me, and I thought about this line, and it's like, oh, my God. And if you don't write things down immediately, you're going to forget them, right? So I have to get this written down. I have to get this written down. And so I knew nobody was home, but I had shampoo in my hair, right? And it's like, okay, my office is right there. So I jumped out of the shower, and I go running down the hallway naked, into my office to grab a pen so I can write it down. As I'm running, of course, the shampoo's running into my face, and I get it in my eyes, and so I'm, like, squinting my eyes with my eyes closed, and I got my hand out, and I run straight into the freaking door because the door of my office was closed and cold-cock myself and fall backwards. It was just not fun. So then, from then on, I learned that a pencil writes really well on shower walls. So I kept a pencil in the shower, and when I would think of a poem in the shower, I would write it on the wall. I've got a picture of it. It's really cool. So anyway, how often during the day when you go through your day do you hear something that is interesting or you think of a line and you think, oh, I'll remember it later, and you may even repeat it to yourself three or four times, and it's like, I'll come back to it, but you never do. You don't remember what it was. Sometimes you actually remember you are going to remember, but you can't remember, and then you're pissed off because you can't remember, and that really messes up your day. Right? So always carry something. You know, I don't care if it's just a little sheet of paper stuck in your pocket with a pen or, you know, a, a card or something in your wallet. You don't, or a journal. You know, I mean, I think everybody should always carry their journal with them or a little notebook with them. You know, but even if it's not that, I don't care. Grab a piece of, you know, whatever's handy, a napkin to write on. But get some of these things written down when they hit you, just like I did just then. So I thought about that. And here I am, you know, I'm talking on you know, worldwide radio, and I'm, I have to make you guys wait so I can write down something I thought of. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't remember it later. And so when one of the things that we've been focusing on is every single day go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Writer's discipline. There's no such thing as writer's block. It's an urban legend. It can't get you. It's like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. It does not exist. Okay, just because you don't sit down every single time you sit down in a chair and write a poem worthy of being posted on Facebook so you can sit there for hours with your nose pressed against the screen waiting for someone to like it and why haven't they commented yet and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's not writer's block just because you don't do that. If you can pick up a pen and write your grocery list, you've written for the day. So you do not have writer's block. Writer's block is when you cannot write. It's like if I took a brick and put it on your hand and it's blocking you literally or like you know like a block of brick right you know you saw what I did there to where you physically can't write you know so that's why you have to give yourself like I said earlier give yourself permission to write like write shitty write, write crap write a bunch of it because you're going to write a bunch of crap in your life to get to those great phenomenal things you're only going to write a handful of phenomenal things in your lifetime but if you don't wade through everything else, you'll never find those ones. So it's important. The more crap you write, the better poetry you'll write. Seriously, think about what I just said. The more crap you write, the better poetry you're going to write. 
true fact, science. Okay, so I wrote that down. Now I'll remember it. So that will be my haiku for the day because I haven't gotten one written down yet. And I'm sure it's not 17 syllables and it's not a haiku yet, but the fact is I've got it written down, and that means I can go back later and I can turn it into a haiku. See how easy that is? That's how that happens. That's why you should always carry a paper and pencil around with you. So do that. Have that be your writer's discipline. Teach yourself that there's no such thing as writer's block. Be productive and proactive in chasing your muse. Don't make your muse. Don't be lazy. Don't be a lazy ass. Nobody wants to be a lazy ass. Don't make your muse come and get you all the time. You know how exhausting that is? Think about that. You have a partner in life, and, and you know, you're all excited, and, and let's do these things, let's do this, let's do this. And it's like, can you bring me a beer? I can't reach my cigarettes on the table in front of me. Can you hand me my cigarettes? Oh, I'm too tired. I'm just going to sit here on the sofa and go to bed. Will you rub my feet? You know, no. How, how long would you stick around and pay attention to that? So don't don't make your your muse do stupid people tricks to keep you entertained. Get out there and make messy with it. Get out there and and do things that are going to push you. You spend so much of your day giving the world what it demands of you for the privilege of existing. That's fine. But feed that part of you. Give something back to that part of you that makes you live every day. Give that to yourself. You deserve that from yourself. That part of you is more important than any other part of you, so don't ignore it. Do things. Do this stuff that, that I'm suggesting or find other things that, that interest you. If, if, you know, if you think what I'm doing is a, a load of dookie and you don't want to do it, and I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it just because Nyla said I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. But find something every day. All right. Okay. So that's one of the things. Every single day, go out and find something where 17 syllables and write a haiku every day. And then the other thing we were talking about doing is, and you know, when you're talking about doing the workshops, when I was talking about that earlier, this can be a workshop. Like, say you wanted to write, you've never, the, the, what we're doing is striving to learn one new poetry form every single month because there's thousands out there, right? And we don't know them all. And even if we only ever write one in our entire life, it's really important for us to know them, to try them, to play with them. They're word puzzles. They make us think. They make us think differently. They make us, they have rules. And, you know, we have to make them dance for us. There's nothing I like better than taking a set of rules and making it dance for me. And that's what this is. You know, it's telling me I have three lines and I can only have five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables. How can I make it dance for me? How can I control it instead of it controlling me? That's the game. It's fun. So everybody should strive to do that. So I was, when I was talking about doing the workshops, say you wanted to say, okay, I'm going to try to write a villanelle. I've never written a villanelle. Google villanelle. Find some information on it. Find some examples of villanelles. You know, what are the cheats on a villanelle? What are the, the different versions of a villanelle? Where did it come from? You know, where did it originate? Who are some of the famous poets that wrote villanelles? And, say, and then come to me and say, hey, 
I think I want to learn how to do a Villanelle, but let's do a workshop on it. I don't know how to do them. I've never done one before, so let's all learn this together. Think how much fun that would be. So you don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to be passionate about what you're doing. And let's share some time together. So think about that. I'd love to have a couple of you put some of those together. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be expecting some emails from you all. A couple of you are going to be uh, doing that. Hmm, yeah. All right. So anyway, that's it, you guys. That's our inspiration from the inkwell. As I said, we are having some issues with our lines. So if you're trying to call in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, don't panic. The company is amazing about their technology and getting things back up quickly, and we love them dearly. So just keep poking with a stick. Remember, we don't always do it pretty here, but we do always do it. I do have the show because I don't expect to be too busy tonight anyway. I do have the show set for two hours. Um, I'm supposed to be leaving and going somewhere tonight, which would be really nice if I could go before the roads freeze. We got nine and a half inches of snow on Christmas Day. You don't think I was flipping out of my mind crazy, happy, insane? Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing. Anyway, but it's icy now. So, anyway, it's a, a two-hour show, but if we have people calling in all night, we'll keep, I'll stay and we'll keep it going for the entire three hours, depending on how busy it is. But I know there's a lot of people out of town and doing stuff right now. So, we'll just see how it goes. It's scheduled for two hours. We can go three. I'm, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm easy peasy. All right, so, yeah, if you're getting that fast, busy signal, just keep trying. It'll let you in. Number to call in is 646-595-3965. If you are on the line, I can see you. Don't hang up. I do want to let area code 203. That's 203. 203. I'm not sure who's Barbara. No, maybe it's not Barbara. So area code 203 and area code 540. No, 504. I'm still just stuck at Lexi numbers. So 504. Which is Moon Cookie. I'm sure that's Moon Cookie. Anyway, so Moon Cookie and 5 or 203 and the Skype caller that just called in or the. the uh, anonymous caller, none of you are in the lineup. So any of the three of you, you want to come on and read tonight or share, press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. Area code 203 and 504, if either of you would like to. Okay, so area code 504. If you want to come on the air, press 1. That will let me know it's okay to mute your mic. If you're hanging out and just doing your thing and listening, welcome to the show. If you get done doing your thing and you want to come on the air at any time, press 1, and that will alert me and say, yo, and mute my mic, and I will do so. Just to kind of let you know, um, oh, you know what I forgot to do? <gasps> I can't forget to do that. I always start and end every episode with an audio track. Somebody would have yelled at me for not doing this, I know. Um, we're starting every episode with an audio track. So if you're a recording poet and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me, an MP3 file. Uh, email address is the, the word that is in the email, thespeakeasycafe the, 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 the at gmail.com. 
And one of my New Year's resolutions is to get a new email address for the show without the word the in it because I am so tired of saying that for the last 15 years. And I've been saying that that's my New Year's resolution forever. I just Someone make me do it, okay? Robbie, I, I officially appoint you. Stay on my ass and make me get the new email address person. Make sure I get that done because I'm tired of saying I'm going to do it and I don't do it. So I don't have to say the, the, the anymore. All right, so anyway, that's speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 file, audio track, or something like that in the subject line. If you are not, if you've never recorded any of your work, all you need is a mic, a program, which is a free download. You get it from download.com called WavePad. Very super, super easy. There's, there's other ones out there that are all fancy-dancy, and people say, oh, use this one. Because, you know, I like things kindergarten simple. I like the 16-crayon box. All right. <laughs> Actually, I like the bigger crayon box. But you know, when I'm when I'm trying to figure out something out, when I'm trying to learn something, I don't need it to have all the bells and whistles. I just need it to do what I want it to do. And so, the WavePad program is a free download. It's really super simple to use. It's almost like with working with a Word file, but instead you're working with an audio file. So you take your you record with your headset and your mic. You record your piece on your computer and you have your voice bed. Then you pick your music, you take your music level, and you put it down to about 15%. You copy it and paste it right over the top of your voice bed, and boom, you've got an audio track with a music bed behind it, a voice track with a music bed behind it, and you got your, it's fun. And it's, it's really fun working with your poems. If you do this, if, the first time I did it, it was pretty amazing, and it really changed the way I wrote. It changed me as a writer. It changed me. It changed the way I looked at poetry because it was no longer this dusty thing sitting on a shelf closed in the books of a page. It was a walking, breathing creation out there in the world. It totally changed me as a writer. So if you've never done it before, even if you don't share it with anybody, I highly suggest you play with that and do that and experience that. Again, push yourself into do things you've never done. And if you make one you like, let me know. If you need some help making one, let me know. If you get stuck on how to do it and you need me to walk you through that program, and that's the program you have because that's the only one I use, so it's the only one I can help you with, ask me, I'll help you. And we'll get some audio tracks created. You can let me have them and put them in the show's library and play them for the whole world. Okay, so... The track that I'm going to play, and just because I think I really I miss a lot of the poets that are no longer with us, that are just hanging out now and and you know listening and watching us. Um, but there's a piece that, and I played George last week. But there's a piece. Where did it go? Oh come on, not George Philip. Hello, there we go. So Philip, Philip Kent Church. There's a piece that he wrote that I really, really like. And I think it is absolutely amazingly appropriate as we escort 2021 to the curb and step up on to 2022. I think it's just a really good good thing to, to good a good place to be as we're at this change. So here we go. This is Philip Kent Church with Let the Low End Drag. Here you go. Mm-hmm. 
You ain't got the money to do like you please. Eating hamburger helper or mac and cheese. Bills are piling up. The wolves are at the door. It seems harder than ever making a buck anymore. If keeping up with the Joneses really ain't in your bag, just do the best you can and let the low-end drag. That's right. Let the low-end drag and the sparks keep spraying. Make no never mind of what other folks are saying. Just throttle up the power, let the rear end sag. Smile a big grin and let the low-end drag. Now you're out of the shade and into the heat. You don't take a break. You just stay on your feet. All shift long, the work keeps coming. Your neck gets stiff. Your head starts humming. If you're taking up the slack and the boss is a nag, just roll it off your back and let the low-end drag. Yeah, let the low-end drag and the sparks keep spraying. Make no never mind of what other folks are saying. Throttle up the power, let the rear end sag. Smile a big grin and let the low-end drag. Mm-hmm. That's right. You let the low end drag. Let them sparks keep on spreading. Don't pay no attention to what other people are saying. You just throttle up the power. Let the rear end sag. Smile a big old grin and let the low end drag. Absolutely amazing piece by Philip Kent Church. We love him so dearly, and I'm really glad to have have those in our archives so we can play them for everybody. All right. Do you guys know what time it is now? It is time for our open mic segment of the show. So if you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in such as area code 731. Looks like Michael. Michael's our first caller for the evening. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself so that everybody knows who's reading. And, you know, remember, you're, you're basically verbally publishing your poem. You want to make sure your name is always attached to your work, always, no matter where it is in the world. So please make sure that you introduce yourself when I bring you on. You can read two poems, and if the lines get too busy and we need to change that up a little bit and move it to just one, I will let you know when that happens. But right now you are good to read just two normal-length poems, nothing super long, but two normal-length poems. When you are done reading, please make sure to give us your URL. That way people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back and read here next week. And then remember... We have a mature rating. That means you can read and you will hear just about anything on here tonight, with the exception of adult porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Um, don't get super graphic. We don't need, you know, you, you don't need to say nipple to know we're talking about a nipple. Just, you know, you, you know where the envelopes can be pushed to, so don't push it past that point. And other than that, we're good to go. 
There are some really great, by the way, if you write erotica, there are some really great shows on here, programs that do exclusively adult poetry. You know what's really funny, too? Everybody always laughs. You might add, one of my Billy Collins is one of my absolutely favorite poets, modern, you know, one of my contemporary poets. And he's like, the, he's been the poet laureate of just about everything in the whole world. You know, he's like the galaxy poet laureate. He's amazing, amazing. Maybe I'll, I'll close the show with one of his pieces tonight. So if you're here sticking around or if you're listening to the archives, you'll be able to hear one of his pieces, one of my favorite pieces he does. Or if we have an issue with response, then I'll play it during the show. But, but um, you know, he, he is probably one of the best best-known poets and, and most widely sold poets, you know, as far as poetry books and things, in, in, in the United States of our contemporaries. And he still works a day job. But I know people who write erotica, and that's all they do. That's their job. They get, I mean, it's like one of the only genres of poetry where you can actually make a living, where you can actually make money doing it. Isn't that crazy? Bunch of horny people out there, I'm telling you. But you can't read it here. But I'll direct you where to go if you want to. Anyway, so there you have it. Let's go ahead and get to our callers. It looks like everybody is in the lineup, so I don't have to remind anybody. We're good to go. Let's go ahead and bring on our first caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup for the first three. That way you kind of have an idea. It looks like we've got our first three callers Oh, we have, we've got Michael, and then we have Eric Sheldman, and then Mama. Those are our first three callers tonight. So let's go ahead and get Michael on the air. 731, are you with me? Hello, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. You know, I'm really glad that I, I sometimes I'm afraid to say, oh, it's, it's 731, it's Michael, because, you know, it's 15 years, and I still don't have everybody's area codes memorized. So I'm really glad when it's like a... That really is who it is. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> you got to be real careful of me because George is 713. Yeah, and you do know I'm dyslexic with numbers, so that could happen. Yeah. Well, you're dyslexic. Not, okay. with, not with letters. Really? Really. Just numbers. Just numbers. Just numbers, okay. not letters. I don't know why. Somebody look that up. Google that and tell me why that is. Okay. You're the only one. You're the only <laughs> one. I wrote, I wrote a haiku while you were talking, but I can't read it because it'll get me one of my two poems, and it's not very good. No, what is it? I want to hear it because it's important. It's uh, rotary dial, telephone in the hallway, two shorts and a long. <laughs> it's about it's about party line that we were on when I was youngster. We're, I remember I you'd last, hear those beeps and you'd know somebody else was calling in. And I was on the last party line in West Tennessee. There was eight people on that day. You know, really. it's funny. I remember this is you know maybe giving my age away a little bit, but I remember my grandma's phone number. I don't know myself. It took me years to remember my cell phone number. I never called myself, but my grandma's phone number was one uh, was M I eight one three three six. She didn't even say numbers. It's MI81336. That was her phone number. Isn't that weird? All right. You see it. Yeah. Happy New Year's. This is the last show of 2021. We're going to 
reach out and embrace 2022 together and just I'm excited. I would like to know, and we're going to be doing this with everybody tonight, I would like to kind of know, Michael, what what is something you would like to achieve with your writing or or poetically or inspirationally in 2020, 2022? I want to write the first script for a Hallmark movie that's about Halloween instead of Christmas. You'll have to Are look that up after the show. Yeah, I'm serious. They should have Halloween movies in October. I mean, I watch the Christmas movies year-round. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I think Look, that you, you can do it. You know what's really funny? is You, you say that. Yeah. I don't know if you're serious or not. You may have just pulled that you out of You never know butt. if I'm serious. I never know. I never know. You're right. I never know. But the funny thing about that is, is I bet that you could do an amazing job at that. Okay. There you go. Will you, will you try at least do an outline and will you play with that idea this year? Sure. Okay. So that's, I put on, when I put the uh, message out for the show tonight, you know, I said that um, the magic poetry portal, you know, what will new, the new year bring for you? Come ask the magic mm-hmm. poetry portal. And so that's what the magic poetry portal has for you for this year is that you're to play with a screen. You know, you're, you're a natural storyteller anyway. So, yeah, I think, you should, I think you should do it. And just for the point made for posterity, tonight's show on the Speakeasy Cafe, when it's played back as an archive, will show the date one day after we record it. So it's going to show 1231. So people 10, 20, 30 years from now, when they listen to this, they'll think this really is New Year's Eve. So shh, they really like, don't tell them. But you know what? We can make it anything we want. We can make this Easter if we want to. But why would we? Cool. Nasty, nasty lavender and eggs. Ugh. Okay, so, all right, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you about that. I'm going to keep a note on that, and I'm going to ask you about that later and ask you how that, that is coming along. What do you have for us tonight? What are you going to share? I've got the saddest New Year's poem ever written, and, and I've got a really, really exciting, happy, brand-new one. Well, let's start with the, the sad sad one and then get the, the happy one. Is that okay? The, the saddest one put the whole world in a funk. People to this day still sit down and cry over what happened, over what happened on January the 1st, 1953. After midnight, on a ride in a Cadillac, Hank Williams died, overdosed, drugs, alcohol, whatever. And that's what this is about. Seb, my good friend Seb sent this to me. He said it to me in October of 2013. He said to me, DJM, I'll offer this from the other side of the argument because I wrote it sitting on a front porch in Tyrell, Texas, not so long back, strumming on my sweet Gibson J45. Said it didn't have a title, but got the words. And this is Seb's poem about Hank Williams Sr. 
I'm in a pale blue 52 Cadillac, northbound, Highway 19. I'm laying on the back seat. I paid this college kid to drive. I'm heading for the promised land, and I ain't got time to spare. You know, if they paid old Hank by the teardrop, he'd have died a millionaire. Some men drink to recall the past. Some men drink to forget. Me, I drink because I like it. But for some reasons, I don't care to discuss. The way I got it figured, no one says that life is fair. Because if they paid old Hank by the teardrop, he'd have died a millionaire. Lord, this night seems to drag right through the morning. Those dark Allegheny hills will make my heart grieve. Jesus showed me how I could live forever, but I'd trade that just to live through this New Year's Eve. In a world of swirl with cheating hearts and ghosts off the Natchez Trace and red shoes in the hallway of the tomb on Franklin Road, there's a mighty hunger to reconquer love. That's the hunger of despair. If they paid old Hank by the teardrop, he'd have died a millionaire. Some folks talk about that lost highway. That was one I didn't write. Well, damn this road and bless that song, because I'm taking that final ride. Sometimes death comes on black beating wings. Sometimes it's a chestnut mare. And if they'd paid old Hank by the teardrop, he'd have died a millionaire. End poem. Seb's amazing, isn't he? Oh, gosh, yes. That's I love sweet. him so much. Me too. Yep. Hank was pretty awesome too. When I was pretty young, my my uh, husband, when I got married, he was very much into country, and not just not just country, but old country. Mm-hmm. You know, so all of those, the Hank Williams and the, you know, Willie Nelson. I have a crazy Willie Nelson story. I'll tell you sometime about when I met him. Yeah. Okay. Pissed me off at the time, but it's like the best Hank William or a Willie Nelson story ever. Anyway, um, you know, so really knowing that whole, because it's kind of, they were like, kind of, you know, those guys were kind of like the rat pack of the fifties, you know, for, you know, like the Frank, the Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Tony Curtis, the, the whole rat, the rat pack, you know, they were the rat pack of country music. You know, they were the bad boys out there smoking pot and not caring and getting drunk and living wild and were just the bad, bad boys, you know. And and so that, I'm just, he really captured that. You know, he, he captured the the attitude of it. It just made me smile. I, it really touched my heart hearing that. So I'm really glad you brought Seb here tonight. Fantastic. Okay, next poem. Just posted today. One of my really good buddies from the MySpace and Facebook poetry group, Miss F and Trish. She writes in her blog spot that calls it Dances with Vodka. You can go there at danceswithvodka.blogspot.com. She posted her first poem today, and I don't think she realizes how long it's been. It's just shy of five years. So it's a really big deal. Now, now if you go to her page at Dances with Vodka, 
www.blogspot.com, you'll find about 200 poems, okay? It's not barren, and it's freaking awesome. So, today, she posted devotion. Let's close our eyes. We don't need the artificial light to show us we finally moved unbruised through the crowded night. You know that beautiful stranger who once told us her name was Rest? In case you've forgotten, she arrives in her suite where best when we take a deep breath and count the heartbeats which keep us blessed. And that pen that often asks to dance with the next page wants us to know that we'll be no longer waltzing with the storm and all its rage. Past taken seeking summer blue often led us to a nasty fall. Though we may not be sun or bird, we've tempted fate, risen with the morning, to see it all. The frost will keep us still for a time, then suddenly disappear, and our prayers will flow more freely through the lighter air. The perennials, as promised, will continue to greet another year. The blossom is a beautiful thing, and for that, let's thank the devotion of the returning spring. In poem. Wow. You know, you um, you pay attention to your world around you. You pay attention to the people in the world around you. you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone who sees people better than you. And I love that you bring them and share them. I love that you celebrate them. I love that you don't let them be idle in your life or in your heart. You're just an incredible person. I love that you come and share that, people with us. Well, it's people like Trish that hold my attention, so there it goes both ways. (laughs) Well, then I should be really glad that we've been friends for well over 15 years then. Let's put it this way, Nala. If you and I got on a on a phone call on the eight party line, there would be seven other receivers off the hook listening intently to every word we had to say. Do you know what I would love to do? I would love to go to into the hills of Tennessee somewhere where you are, because they have fireflies here. And rent like a mountain lake cabin, like a cabin right on the lake, with a with a dock. And I would love to get, and I don't even drink beer, but I would love to get a couple of lawn chairs and take them out to the end of the dock with a couple of very cold beers, even if I just hold it and smell it and not drink it, and spend a weekend with you. You know how much fun that would be, you know, after we've known each other this long, to just be able, you know, and some, sometimes not talk at all, just, just, but just hang out together, and then sit there and talk about everything in the world. I think that that would be I would absolutely love to spend that kind of time with you where we can just not be rushed and just let the world be idle and talk about all the things under the moon. You know, the walrus and whether pigs can fly. That would be awesome. And why you've never, and why you've never seen a tornado. I have seen a tornado. I was in, in a tornado. Range. Did I ever tell you? No. Oh, remind me to tell you my tornado story someday. Absolutely freaking crazy. I am not kidding you. In a tornado, in a car with my three boys. Mm-hmm. I have lots of stories All to right. tell you. 
but we're not going to do it good. tonight. We're going to do that. But you know what time it is now? I do. I know what you're going to say. It's time for Mike to step aside and make room for the real poets. And Happy New Year to you and to all of our five friends out there in Radio Land. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Bye. All right, so it does look like they have gotten our lines back up and working. I've got at least 10 lines coming in. Um, Area code 407 and 585, you are still not in the lineup, so 407 and 585. If either of you would like to read on the show, press 1, and that will alert me. That is okay. 585, that's Doug Curry, I think. Yeah, that's Doug. So, Doug Curry, if you want to come on the air and read, press 1. If you're just hanging out and listening while you're doing stuff, that's cool. When you're ready to come on the air, press 1 at that time, and it will put you in the lineup. And the same thing for 407. (laughs) 407, if you decide you want to come on, that's Raymond. So, yeah, if you want to come on, just let me know. Glad you're here, Raymond. I love seeing you here every week hanging out with us and listening. I love you so much. You are very important to me. And even though you don't always come on and read, I want you to know that I see you there and I appreciate you. And every time I see that your number pop up and I know you're hanging out and spending the evening, so it just makes me want to hug you so tight. Thank you. All right. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and grab. Oh, I'm going to I'm I'm going to try to get through you guys quickly tonight. I'm gonna because the lines were down, I had to stall. But the lines we've got lines coming in now, so I'm gonna stop doing that. When I bring you on. I'm going to ask you what your goal is for the new year. So kind of have an idea quickly, you know, I want to do this, you know, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I just want to know, I want the ideas. I want to know what's important to you this year. And then we'll go ahead and get into your two pumps, and I'll, I'll get through you guys quickly now that you're here. Now I feel bad. I've been talking for an hour almost. But now we have lines, so now it's time to get you on. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and grab Eric. Eric, are you with me? Hello, Nyla. I'm with you. This is Happy Eric Shelton. How are you doing my tonight? Darling. Happy New Year's. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. So what kind of a goal do you have for yourself for 2022? Well, I got a couple. <laughs> Don't we all for New Year's resolution? <laughs> no, I'm just being facetious. No, I do. Um, I do want, yeah, I do want to, uh, thinking about writing a how-to write poetry. Uh, it'll be like a, uh, not, it, it'll be like an experimental way to write poetry, I guess. Um, and it'll be the, how I learned to write poetry and then how I went above the norm, you know, I guess. Title, a good title for that would be how to write the wrong. How to write the wrong. Yeah. That's a great title. Isn't yeah. that a great title? That is a great it, title. It, yeah. It stand for different things, you know, but you have oh, to know yeah. the rules Precisely. of poetry in order to know how to break them. That's why it's really That's important right. for us to learn new poetry Precisely. forms. So, yeah. How to write the wrong, right? I'm about to write that down. Hang on. Well, I also want to do a uh, poetry, uh, poetry workshop with you finally, too. Yes, please. And then also I want to do one more thing. <laughs> um, I'd like to finish my holiday poems and get them published as well. So, and they're 
they're kicking my tail. So, but that's good though, because that's what you know. Like you said, if you want to get messy, like my Halloween and my Christmas and my Thanksgiving poems, I read on your your show uh, last time I was on. Mm-hmm. So they're really lengthy, and I'm, I did precisely that. I write in my wrong. <laughs> Like you said, thank you for the title. I just wrote it down. All right. You're very welcome. Let me know at the time, and I'll design the book cover for you. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely will. I need to get on that. (laughs) So, but that's my goal right now, and I do want to get my holiday stuff and and then uh, you know press on and keep evolving. So I wanted to up the ante, so I merged the different stanzas, different forms into different stanzas. And this time I'm adding Terrazrima and several others that I haven't even done yet. So it'll be brand new ones. I want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. So, and you know, since I've been writing so long, I want to evolve and get further and further, but I'm not just writing that way either. You know, mm-hmm. no, me, I like to experiment with it all. So anyways, that's, those are my goals right now. So, I got two pieces. These are uh, my my uh, friend Stephen Howard. I read him on your, your show a couple of times. This is his newest book called Nut, and it has a big old squirrel on it, and he's chilling on the side of the road, and it says humorous poetry. Stephen Howard. And this is his brand new one. So uh, this is called One Does Not Always Write Silly Poetry, The Cottage. Hang on. I would have a cottage on the hill and be at peace with the world below, where each window fronts the endless sky, and year-round the flowers grow, where sweet memories come to visit, like old friends from long ago, their faces warm with loving smiles bathe in the firelight glow. I would have a cottage on the hill, needing neither nor latch, where the walls are made up of, made of happiness and of love, the roof and thatch. I would have a cottage on the hill and be at peace with the world below, while time runs in endless circles, knowing not which way to go. That's in peace. I love it. That's the first one. Thank you. And the second one is called Dandelions. It's just from his book, too. Um, Dandelions. I miss the brass ring at at the turn. Sometimes I'm just too slow, but I'll just keep on reaching. As round and round I go, I might end up a dandelion and not end up a rose, but that won't be far, that won't be from lacking of trying, lack of trying, that's for certain. Heaven knows. And if I end up a dandelion, I'll greet each day all pert and green and be the best old dandelion the world has ever seen. That's in peace. <laughs> that is so endearing to me because dandelions are one of my absolute favorite flowers. I wrote a poem one awesome. time that said I would rather... Um, I wrote it for a friend of mine that I really had kind of like this huge poetry crush on, right? Yeah. And he was in love with this perfect girl. And I wasn't, I didn't like him like him that way. 
But right. we wrote poetry together and all that. So I was kind of like his his poetry girl, and we wrote so many collaborations together for years. And nice. she didn't like me because he didn't write with her, but he didn't. <laughs> she didn't write. Right. So anyway, you know, I always I wrote this poem about you know a dandelion. Um, I'm a dandelion instead of the rose. You know, she was the rose and yeah. I was the dandelion, and I much preferred being the right. dandelion. I, I didn't want to be the rose. I didn't want to be. I didn't want the responsibility of being. That's a lot of work being a rose. No, right. I just let, let, <laughs> let, let, let me grow wild and I'm good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he wanted me to. Well, I I told him I was going to read a couple of his new poems, but he told me to pick those two, uh, and he wanted me to. Said thanks for promoting him, and uh, wanted me to smear some positivities all the way for the new, the new Year's. So I said, well, let right, him so. know that we appreciated so. him letting you read his pieces on the air. They were awesome, and uh, well, you know, I love I love like Michael. I love that you come and share people with us. You're absolutely welcome, um, and you can find him at Steve. Capitalized L dot Howard and S T E V and then uh capitalized L period Howard H A W A R D That's uh, and he's on he's on Facebook too. And he's actually an Appalachian in West West Virginia man, but he lives in Florida and he's retired right now. He was quite the non-sequentor, as I call him, or nonsense poetry, is, <laughs> or nonsense poet. So, and it's not a bad thing, you know. I like my nonsense too. Mm. So. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let you go, and uh, I'll probably, I should, I'll probably be on for, I'll probably listen to the rest of the show too. So. So before you go, I want to let you know that I talked to. The magic uh, poetry portal to find mm-hmm. out, you know, what 2022 was going to bring for you, and it says that you are going to be reading and studying, which ironically I brought up earlier, Billy Collins, and it says you are ah. going to try writing a poem in the narrative storytelling for style that Billy Collins is famous for. So. Yeah. Okay. Write that cool. Down. Yeah. That's, I'll definitely that's what the magic poetry out. portal has for you. Write a short story in his style. You're gonna read. You're gonna read his. Spend the year reading his poetry and getting to know his work and his style, and you're gonna okay. end up writing cool. a poem like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I actually don't know who Billy Collins is, so that's awesome. That gives me a new, new well, if you're uh, point of view. Well, the end of the show. I'm gonna be closing the show with a piece of his, so you'll be able to hear him. All right, cool. Yeah, and I'll check him out too later. Awesome. I'm mean, gonna check him out on my own too. But thank you so <laughs> much. Tell everyone Happy how New to find you, uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's EricShelman.com. All right, not my bad. Eric Shelman. Uh, I have myself in a shirt that says Rad, and it's got a skeleton skull on the skateboard, and uh, it's me at the lectern reading my poem. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, at showman. E. Uh, what the I forgot what the last is. 
Oh, I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> I'm there. I got the same picture on there too. So, and that's really it right now. So. Cool. But I All definitely right, will friend. keep you up to date on everything. And once I get everything ready, we'll work on the. Uh, we might if you. I would like to do a few workshops with you. If that's cool. Absolutely. But we'll talk about that later, and I'll get the book ready, and we can go on for there. So. Okay, perfect. Thanks again for the platform. Thanks for everything. Have a You're great welcome. night. Happy New Year's, to my love. Thank you. Happy New Year's as well. Love you. All right. Talk to Love you later. You too, Bye. 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 Mr. Eric Sheldon. All right, our next caller, Mama, the invincible Mama, who I love. Mommy, are you there? Yes, I am. I saw you. I have not been at the. I've not been around, but I saw a post saying that you've been in your new house now, or your new home now, for five days. Everything's going good. No, my old house. I haven't got to the new house. I got to pack up all this stuff by myself. I don't have any help. I might not get in there until. Oh, I wonder if I, I can I fly got... out there and help you. I wonder well, how much it would cost me to fly out there and help you get moved in. It'd be worth it. I'd probably give you a lot of stuff to take back. I'm flying. They don't let you even carry a... I, you don't even get a carry-on anymore. I'd have to drive anyway, we'll home. Talk about that. We'll talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, seriously, that would be wonderful. We'll find uh, you some help. Jolly. We'll get you some help somehow. That, that, that's just you not help. happening. You're not doing it by yourself. I'm going to come yeah, down there and I'm going to box that, your yeah. son's ears. Okay, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm not done and over it. We'll, I'll let it go for now. We'll do better privately because it's too much to be going. We're doing poetry. Yeah. I got a surprise for you. I'm going to do a workshop for you. Yeah, I'm going to do a workshop for you. Yep. (laughs) And the workshop I want to do is centered around a poem that I wrote for the last of this year. The last poem I wrote this year, which I'm going to read. And I would like everyone to have a story poem, prose poem, um, about a person that they loved or knew, a friend or a relative that has passed on to the other side. And I want you to bring them back to life, tell their story. And that's the name of my poem. is called No More. And that's what the workshop would be about, bringing a person that you love is transcended back to life through your poetry. So the name of this piece is called No More. They were here, but now they're not. You know they were here because they gave birth to you, or you gave birth to them. They were here, but now they're gone, only traces of them the memories that we keep. Traces of them leak from the words we speak. Keep them alive in words. Tell about their deeds and the character that made them a character. Tell us. We can animate them in our minds, see them with our hearts. If you forget them and tell no one, they will be smothered by history and events. 
They will not be as memorable as the dinosaur. Tell me. Tell them. Speak of them. Mention them. Keep the stories alive. Keep their memories alive. Speak their names. It's magic in those names. Tell the stories of those incredible incidents. Never let your children forget. Keeping a spirit alive is up to the spirit keepers, the speakers, and the humorists. Oh, don't let that humor die. Don't let them die. Remember them on paper. For as long as someone remembers, they will not vanish like a vapor. Tell of their funny papers. Thus, you will be extending them throughout time like a wonderful folktale, like a favorite children's story told over and over, speaking power into personalities. A memory shared is the power over living and dying. Never forget them. Speak, think, and think and speak. And keep them in your hearts, never to be forgotten. Also plant them in the hearts of others. They were here, but now they're not. Our children, sisters, and our brothers. Fathers and our mothers, spirits fly. They are not flesh anymore. They came and brought us joy. They gave birth to us while we gave birth to them. We can never let them surely die. They were here on earth in our lives. We must remember them always. Our children and grandchildren must know of them Old photos bring to light their worth on earth. Not every soul is written about in shame or for fame, but still they are famous to us. We must share their stories, their personalities, and keep them in our memory banks. Point blank, memories are the spirit of our loved ones. God gave us a family and friends for a reason. Keep them alive with our tongues. We sing their lyrics for them, and we speak constant words about those that have traveled on. We are the gatekeepers, the griots, and the poets, the town criers. Use your words and thoughts and share them, and I guarantee we shall help you love them. And we also remember, will remember that they walked on earth and they were once here in the flesh. We now know only the spirit is left. I thank God for allowing me to remember because without the living, knowing and telling their stories and accomplishments, there'll be nothing left. Us who are left behind must share or those we love will be no more. They will be as grains of sand. Our loved ones would be as if they never were. And that would be a disaster because if they never were and no one remembers that they were here on planet Earth, if there's no one left to remember that they had come or their worth, and then if they were not, 
then we also were not in peace. That was awesome. You know, it, it, it's very, we've lost some poets that we've, we, were, we were all, I mean, some, some really important members of our family we've lost the last couple of years. And for those of you that don't know, Mama just went through uh, being in the hospital. She had COVID and double pneumonia. And I don't know, you know, when, and when someone's sick, you never talk to them about being sick. But I honestly was terrified I was going to lose her. And, uh, you know, sassy brassy here laughed in its face and, and you know, was not vaccinated, you know, ha- having double pneumonia. That's bad. You usually end up on a respirator and we lose you. That's just the way it mm-hmm. is. And we didn't, you know. That was God. That was all God, though. I mean, I still don't even understand to this day. I just praise him and thank him. And I thank you for being concerned and being there praying for me and everybody that prayed for me because that's basically what it was. I didn't you are my mama. Prayer. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, and it's still going. People are still dying every day. Yeah. And, and, and you know, in that, you know, you re, you bring up a really good point. You know, how do you keep these people with us? How are they still with us? You know, how do we keep them? You know, and it's important. You know, I hope the younger generations understand how important it is, how important that history is. That's why we have to tell them. We have to tell them about their grandparents and people we knew. Those are all these stories and movies that we see. Basically, is some writer or some poet or somebody took a character and gave life to him and put him on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the characters that we remember, they they were fictional, but we have real-life characters that they were probably imitating that we just have to tell the world about because they're gone, and that's the only way they'll be remembered. As long as one person on Earth is still left to remember you, you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Awesome, 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 Mama. So Fantastic job on that. So everybody who heard, heard that piece, if you want to come to the workshop, have a piece ready about someone that you love. Tell about their character, um, their little quirks, everything about them that would make us a laugh or happy or just get to know them like, like they're still living. So that's what I want um, the poets to do. Okay, perfect. Are you going to read a second piece, Mama? Oh, that one was long, so I'll pass. <laughs> I have another one pulled up if you want me to now. You have time to read a second one. That wasn't that long. Okay. Okay, this one is one I wrote in 2017. And uh, let's see, you got to go to my phone. Maybe I could, maybe I could pull it up on this. Computer, the big computer. Hold on. Okay. Uh, it's called um, Kim O'Reilly. And I wrote it in 2017. 
And I wrote it again in 2018 because I saw that uh, it was kind of getting plagiarized quite a bit. <laughs> uh, so here it goes. It's called Kim Arabi, the land where poems are made. Chorus, chords of sound mutter iambically, especially forming tongues throughout the ages to give birth to rhyme and metered rages. Ancient rants bellow from the depths of hollowed souls, needing to be refueled as a lamp that all too quickly burned its wick. So yes, I toss and turn with loads, puns unsought, and words dance wildly in my sleepless mind, yet drifting vast backwards through the woods and weeds of thought. Ah, yes, I am chasing dreams and nightmares, too, hoping doors will open in the whimsical world in time that I may be the wise woman that writes the poem, whose poetic flute plays the tunes that pie the poet's mind, whose poetic flute plays the tune that pied the poet's mind. Minds leading them to that open space where the light shines through the cove of trees, where ditties and missives and leaves that are the leaves that glisten, where rhymes and poems nod and dance in the breeze and hang like wisdom's fruit off grand poetic trees. We pluck, we eat, we deliver that which we seek to write, remembering Como Rabi. We then finally, peacefully, now spirit-filled, we sleep. There was no English word for this poem, so I had to use a Japanese word. Shame on you, English. Como Rabi. In peace. <laughs> Shame on you, English. <laughs> That's funny. That there was no word that meant the light that comes through the couple trees. I mean, I was looking for the word. I had a dream and a thought first. I get ready to write the poem, and there's no word there. So I put the statement in, what means, uh, what word could mean, the light that comes through the cup of trees. And that Japanese word came up. And that's why I wrote the poem, 2017. Well, it is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, Mama. Thank you, baby. All right. We'll talk later. Call me. So I will. And your, I looked at the uh, the magic poetry portal. And it said that you will be finishing your book this year. Oh, okay. Got to finish that book. You have to finish that book. Well, Word Document is bugging me to give them more money for my Word Document that I already paid for on my phone, I mean, on my computer. And uh, it's it bugging me. It might take all my stuff off and throw it away because I want to give them some more money. I bought my Word doc and put it on my computer myself, and now they like want to charge me to upgrade and all this other stuff. 
you're gonna have, we're gonna have to want to call. We're gonna have to talk about how you're doing that. You know, okay. if, if Andrew was not so such a big bonehead, it would come around more often. Dang it, Andrew Scott, where are you? Um, mm-hmm. He's really he's done quite a few uh, books like that, and he would be the, absolutely the perfect person. I mean, he's done about six or seven of them, so he's the perfect person okay. to help you. Okay. We just have to we have to put a fire under his butt and get him to do it. Okay, well, we'll see. Okay. You volunteered him before. <laughs> I know, but he, like he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know why he just does not listen to me. It's like he's immune to my powers. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll see how that works out. All right, yeah. baby. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. It just gives everybody a chance to get ready for the new year and, and, and loosen up. And Happy New Year to everybody that's listening, and thank you so much. Happy New Year to you, Mama. We love you. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Area code 219. I'm pretty sure that's Brother O. 219, you're on the air. Happy New Year to you, Brother O. What kind of a poetry goal do you have for yourself for 2022? Well, to uh, finally get a book out. And uh, since I was hosting a radio show, I would like to uh, expand on that and uh, host live events eventually. So that have you done a radio cool. show before? I'm doing I'm also the red calls to the radio show now. With Gina Storm and uh Nina Purple Hall was behind the tent every Monday night. I've been doing that for almost uh yeah, for almost a year. Boy, where have I been? Yeah. I know where I've been. Yes. So, Tell me about the book uh, real quick. What's your idea for the book? Uh, probably uh, some of the chronicling of uh, my, uh, I got a lot of inspirational, motivational poems that I like to put out. And uh, I like different types of poetry, social awesome. conscious, a loving relationship. So everybody asks me when I'm gonna come out with a book. I tell them when, whenever, whenever that time may be. So I'm working on it and just, just gotta find the right people, right people to to put my vision in the put put my vision to reality. So basically, I'm just. Just uh, just looking forward to expanding, expanding on what I'm expanding myself to another level. Very That's cool. One of my main goals for next year. So tell me what you brought for us tonight. This is uh, my annual poem for the close out year called "Thank God for What You Have Left." The longer we live, 
more people and things we must leave behind us. My dear brothers and sisters, I know that many of you have had a very rough this year. And you may be going through some tests and trials right now. I wrote this piece to let you know. Thank God for what you have left. Now, many of you have even lost a parent, grandparent, sibling, relative, child, spouse, one of your best friends this year. I know how much it hurts since your loved one is no longer with you. Even though you are still grieving your losses at this very moment, I wrote this piece to let you know. Thank God for your family members and friends who are still alive and well. Cherish every moment and the time that you guys have to spend together, but they will last a lifetime. I know that some of you may have had some of your so-called friends and no good toxic folk in your family turn on you and show you their true colors this year. Ironically, they did you a big favor by making it a part because that time and season in your life was, was over. So give God true thanks for exposing and pulling back the covers. I wrote this piece to let you know. Thank God for your real friends and family members that still have your back. You know, and will remain in your corner because you ain't got too many of them left. I know that some of you out there may have experienced a break or a relationship with your voices here. I know how it feels because I've been there before. It's very pain, painful and hard to cope with the pain sometimes. Maybe once in a while, those only feelings will get next to you. You may be tempted. I wrote this piece to let you know, thank God for the breakup and enjoy the single life until he blessed you with the true love of your life. Some of you may either quit or lost your job this year. You're worried about how you're going to make it. Or you don't know with, the, with your future holds career-wise. I wrote this piece to let you know, thank God for blessing you with your special gifts and talents and providing you with everything you needed so you didn't want for anything. Some of you may have lost some prized material possession or pet. You know, fortunate circumstances, they can't be replaced. I wrote this piece to let you know, thank God for the stuff you have left. 2021 was a rough year for most of us. And it was a roller coaster ride at times. Seems like you were taking a beating and wound up against the ropes. You even thought about quitting and throwing in the towel at times in this challenging year. But you discovered your inner champion and came back swinging with determination and finishing you out strong. You emerged as a survivor and came out on top. My dear brothers and sisters, as you head to 2022, put everything that you lost this year behind you and prepare yourself to experience the shower of blessings that God asks you in this new year. I speak new opportunities, new friends, new jobs, new relationships, and all things new to everybody who's listening to this poem right now. And it's so in Jesus' name, amen, in Paul. Fantastic read, my dear. So before you take off, tell everyone how to find you 
and I want you to sit down and, and actually write out a, a uh, guideline on what you need to do to get started on that book. Right. Okay. Uh, I can be found on on Facebook on the Omar Brother O'Gatley. That's the easiest way you can reach me. I always post positive positive affirmations, original quotes, poems. And uh, recently I've been uh, starting putting my poems on videos and uh, posting on Facebook. So those of you who may not be familiar with me could actually see me, see me perform the poem in person and uh, give you feedback. And uh, I, just, I just believe that 2022 is going to be my going to be a year, my year. I've been doing this uh, performance for 12 years, and I feel that it's time time for me to really take my art, take my craft to another level, because it's time. And thank you for your support every week. Well, we appreciate you so much, and thank you for being here, sweetheart. Have a fantastic new year, and we will see you in 2020. Is that 2022? 2022. Yeah. Oh, no, let's not yeah. go back to 2020. Thank you for keeping me in line and letting me know what I'm doing and where I am. Right. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll see you in 2022. Right. All right. Thank you, Brother O. Okay, you're welcome. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code, come on, 732. 732, you are on the air. Good evening. Hey, hello. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, Gregory? Oh, you have all that snow. That is so awesome. I know, right? Go. I'm so excited about it. Nah, great visuals, great writing stuff. Stay all that. And then you have to be very <laughs> practical, like you can't be stupid. No, you all that. We've had just the most particular, really wonderful um, gray rain and kind of mist, and it brings out the auras, per se, in the streetlights. Oh, so yeah. Just really, really soothing or very, there aren't a lot of colorful things here, per se, like housewives. So everything's got a, a standard tone to it. Uh, it hasn't been too cold, but between the rain, you know, which, which could be kind of silver and white and the, you know, the mist and the glow of the streetlight, it, it's pretty, pretty I like it. It's awesome. So that's all. Happy day. Happy Quite day to you. Thing. Thanks. That's all. It's called say hello or with the process. Then it is about you know writing. So no, this is where you take all your flash notes and you categorize them. So we kind of finish things. If you listen, did send it to you. But we we don't want to put it in another format yet because we're we're testing it to see you know we're sending it to friends and stuff. So 
And you've already sent and it to me? it's break time. I'm sorry? You sent it to me? Yeah, on the Hell Book. Okay. It's a, a video-y thing. I'll re- anyhow, because we're not getting we're not sure what the final mix to put it into MP3, and it's, and it's, you know, I'm just part of the project. Okay. So that, and when that happens, now it's a break, because it's like, you know, 17 mixes, all that wacky, over and over indulgent, note perfect nonsense, which is great. So, no, now it's time to take a break and get all your flash notes, you know, your one ideas, your notebook stuff, and put that together. So we'll take a break and pick up at the, when all that fades, and then work on something more focused. But the local thing, he's got weekly reads going on. So we'll go read in some stoner cigar bar in a day or two. And there's also this real, really cool Hobbit bar. But you don't really need to have things all that prepared. You, and there's a backlog of material and can kind of wing it. But damn, your show's just wonderful. You know, it's a community thing, so you claim it to be your show. That's great. So thanks. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you oh. know, for those of you who don't know, Gregory Schwartz, which is who we are talking to, he was, I've known him for a long time, and he was actually, he called into the very first Speakeasy show ever. He was one. Of, he ever. was on the very first show we ever had. Because we're into it. And it was mm-hmm. a chance to go into the unknown. No, anything. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we keep all that. These like, you know, Patterson Poetry Museum is pretty well known. And, you know, New York's right over there. You know, we're in the midst of a lot of... It's like little music, musicians. It's like an art community where we are. It's all musicians and stuff. There's a lot of places to play out. It's very active. It's very supportive. So it's really... You know, and it has some well-known name recognition, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, um, you have, like, something off the top of your head? You have a prompt? You have, like, three words or a sentence or something I could improv off of, please? Yeah, the the one that I'm working on this week, it's uh, When I'm Old. When I am old. When I am old, then the moment will be mine, and all that was lost. I hope, again, that will be, and all that was lost at one time, I will find. And thereupon, my final light in unto the heaven, I will reach out to see all that was given. And when I am old, my body will fade, but that's just like any time of day. And the eventual process and the physicality will not, will just be part that will bring me free of the spirituality. So when I am old, May it be wisdom, may it be foolery, for when I am old, that will be the best time to be me. That was awesome. That was awesome, right? Thanks for the break. Cool. Yeah. So now you're going to have to come back and listen to the show so you can pull it off of here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, yeah. Yeah, there's no way I will remember anything of that. I should write it down now. 
Well, just look right at this. On. When you come back and listen to the archives, it is uh, you are two hours and fifteen minutes into the show. So go to the, the no, you're you're an hour and forty. We're the we've got an hour and twelve minutes left in the show. So yeah, two hours and fifteen minutes into the show. Forty-five minutes into the I show. Two hours and forty-five minutes into the show. I come in at two forty-five. No. I'm not even going to go back. My head just hurts even just trying to think yeah, no, how I did that fuck, wrong. That's totally, yeah, <laughs> fuck. That was so we're, so we are good. at the, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just. Okay, when? We have any idea? Can you kind of get, get me closer? I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you the show when you're done. I'm not even. My, I totally just lost my brain. What was Robbie saying about me and math earlier? Don't even go there. Yeah, we're shot. It's supposed to be unenjoyable. But, yeah, all that high science. and So, yeah, maybe I can figure it out. But, yeah, please. We're yeah, an hour and, go, yeah. hour and 50 minutes, so about an hour and 45 minutes into the show. Okay, so I come in basically at 145. Yeah. Cool. That'll do. It is fun to enjoy things, not everything. Yeah, because you did a good job on that. You'll want to write that down. Yeah, I'll need that. Sure. And, you know, we're into it. Yeah, we're not that lucky. Billy Collins is freaking awesome. Isn't he though? I love that man. No, he's a, he's a pisser. You know, those guys are tight. Yeah, we're like Team Pinsky because you know he's local. So yeah, and what was the other one? Stanley Tunis. Yeah, he was old or something. He was old. Mm. Yeah, so Larry and that. I fold and refold my lariat with each interwoven thing. It becomes what's next. And when it's complete, it will hang around my neck. And I can't wait to make my next lariat. Thank you. They would know, right? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, whatever. I'm sorry to sound like that. Yeah, okay. Hey, thanks for letting me trip out. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me listen. What's your name? Um, Vicky? Vicky Aqua, mama, yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was so supportive. She threw me a thing on the on the hell book. That was really nice to her. She's, in, just she's so an kind. incredible woman, I'm telling you. There's a reason yeah. we call her mama, and there's a reason she gets that respect from us. It's not just you know, a name. Because, yeah, no, that really... You know, even though it's on the hell book, and it, it would have, that was really nice of her to, to you know, geez, all that. We're okay here, Thanks, you know. I hustle away. Okay, I don't know. I'll help anyone we can. You all right over there? You got to support me. Whatever. Absolutely. I'm doing awesome. A quiet, peaceful New Year's evening. You're doing anything? It's, yeah, very well. I think we start in March or something. Oh, I felt all that hustle. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, just... I said I hit the wrong button. Sorry. You gonna, do you want me to mute you so you can hang out and listen to the rest of the show? Oh, um, yeah, I don't want to go online to listen. Let me listen on the hell phone. Okay, <laughs> you peace. All will be well. Fuck that COVID stuff. That's, that's everybody's shit. shit. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Or not All right, hon. We'll talk to you in 2022. It's Patty Smith's birthday. I talk to you soon. Smith. I know. Bye, hon. Reason. We're so lucky. I ain't going there. It's awesome. Okay, if we can help anyone we can, let me know. We will all thanks for, for being a team player with this show and stuff. It's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. 
and happy new year right? to you, love. A blessed year. Yes, we will live. We will survive. Yep. Okay, you're gonna mute right. me out. Thanks, Sonia. Mute you now. Mute you now. Thanks, baby. All right, our next caller is either I think it's a Skype caller. Everybody say your name and I'll tell you who's on. Hello, this is Kate. Hi, Kate. How are you, honey? Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much. And uh, Happy New Year to everyone out there. It's Jade. Yes. I thought you said Kate. It's Jade. Oh, no, it's Jade. Voice. Oh, Hi, baby. It is. I knew Hello. that. Since I heard you talking, I knew who you were. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, I had no idea Mama was uh, so... Um, in peril there, but good to hear she's on the mend and everything. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I really, honestly, you know, and you don't ever say this to somebody when they're sick, but I thought I was going to lose her, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was absolutely out of my brain, scared. And, and And she just was having none of it. I am so proud of her strength and fortitude, and she is so blessed and to still have her here, so because it's taken, that silly thing's taken a lot of people from us. So, yeah. Most definitely. And when you were speaking, uh, uh, to just buy time until the phone lines were prepared, I took your advice. You said, you're going to write a lot of crap before you get something that's worthwhile. So, you have to sift through the crap before you can get to the crown. <laughs> so I love done. that. Thank you. Um, feel free to use that as a prompt sometime. Sift through the crap to get to the crown. <laughs> <laughs> did, but did, before that happens, does that make us a shithead? <laughs> Quite probably. Just, just, cu- just curious there. <laughs> okay. And anyway, um, the poem I was working on, I'm still not prepared, but I just made this off the cuff using some of the prompts you gave tonight and a prompt from a few weeks ago. So with your permission, please. It's called In Like a Lamb to the Slaughter. Mother Midnight in her streets, highways, byways, in the mist. Mother Midnight brings the stroke of twelve. Father Time holds another weeping hourglass, 2019-2020-21. The sands of five million speaking the universal language of the dead. Mother Midnight with Father Time carry their New Year child full of life and promise. Mother Midnight, Father Time, can only mourn mutely as their elder child stands at the ready with a newly sharpened scythe. And there you have it. I like it. I love I love that Mother Midnight. That just sounds good. That was a good prompt, I think. I think it's very good. I was thinking of doing something with a vampire theme to it, but um, since it's so close to New Year's Eve, I thought that's a better theme, at least for the moment. I think you you get you get like gold stars for your homework. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, You're um, welcome. For my New Year's resolution, 
I'd like to write a story, a full-length story about a vampire or something akin to it. Um, I have other things that I should do, but that's always been haunting my mind. <laughs> but uh, there's that. This is Jade Mist, and I am still exclusively here at the Speakeasy Cafe, wishing you all a fantastic 2022 to come. And on to the very next caller, if you please. Did did I ever, did I ever tell you about the uh, the book I was going to write? No, no. The next, because it's right in the same vein, I was going to write like the next teenage paranormal romance book. Ooh. And it was going to be about a college student, a, veg- a vegan college student that falls in love with Swamp Man. Oh, you mean to take off sort of like on Swamp Thing? Yeah. Swamp Man? I'm joking, though, because, you know, like he's a plant and she's <laughs> vegetarian. And I'm just joking. Okay. Horrible joke. <laughs> uh, don't joke. Somebody may steal it for a comic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. If they did, they could have it. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job tonight, and I will see you in 2022. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Always a pleasure with you. All right. Our next caller. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I am having to fix this real quick. All right. Area code 203. You are yes. on the air. I think that's Bar- Barbara. Yes. Hi. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> So good to hear you again, Nyla. And yes, I found out about Mama two nights ago. Oh my God! Isn't that I, crazy? I, you know, I was on this other show, and I got off, and I went to see my phone because I don't. I get on with my land phone, and I got off, and there on my cell phone was mama's number and I was like why is she calling me it was like one o'clock in the morning why is she calling me so I picked up the phone and I started talking to her and she told me about her awful experience and I wanted to cry one because I didn't know she had been off a long time I had been busy and you know holiday and all that stuff and with my daughters and Everything, and then um, there she was telling me about her horrible experience. And, you know, we're friends for a long time from um, open mic, you know, Mm. World Poetry Open Mic. And Mama and I, we go, it cut me deeply. I was so upset. So she's telling me that she has to move because she can't keep up with um, the rehab at home. And so, yeah, she was fixing, she was getting her beads in, in, in order. And as we were talking, she read me her poem, The One of the People Passed. And she said to me in mama fashion, she said, Barbara, she said, you're going on Nyla's show, that, you know, Thursday. She gave me no choice. 
She said, you go on the show and you're going to write a poem about someone that you loved who passed. So, <laughs> And you don't say no to Mama. No, never. Oh, my God. Mama asked me to dye my hair red, but I, I you know, I drew the line there. <laughs> I thinking to do about that. it. Just, just saying, I'm line. really wanting to do that. I didn't, but I drew the line. And um, so there I was. I had to write something. And usually I can write, like you asked me to write, I'm writing. You know, it's 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 done, it's finished, it's fine, I'm happy with it. But this took quite a while. <laughs> it took a couple of days to write this poem because it's about someone who's very, very dear to me who passed away a long time ago. And it's called, well, anyway, what, do you want to hear my poem first? Do you want me to tell you my New Year's Let us read your poem and then tell me what you... Tell me okay. what your goals are for the new year. And, and this is like from Mama's workshop. We had a little workshop that night. He said, make him come alive. So I hope he does for you. Called My Father Was a Giant. When I was a little girl, I found comfort sitting on my father's knee, curled up close to him as he read his paper, or my telling him one of the many troubles of my young life. And he's saying all would be okay. His reassuring arms telling me he would always be there. And he was there at those times when the world crumbled for me. And there holding the canopy when I got married. But he never saw my children. My saddest regret. Not a large man. He filled a room with his voice. Jovial and admiring of women with total respect. Yet he had a past that he never discussed. He drove for a Jewish mafia biggie, Louis Lepke. Years later, after he passed, I learned of this and wondered how a man who was so gentle could have dealt with such men. But he had steel in his, bowl, in his blood and faced adversity with grace and bravery. Growing up on the Lower East Side, he was a fighter and became a welterweight boxer, but never laid a hand on me though he did chase me with the World Up newspaper. He ditched the boxing ring to become a chauffeur and finally a cab driver where he met my mother and changed his life completely. His mechanical prowess kept him on the ground, repairing airplanes while others soared in the skies in the Army Air Corps and then working on stoves in the well-built factory until finally he became a storekeeper with my mother. And he was an untrained artist, never seeing the talent hidden within his fingers, lettering signs professionally, drawing scenes rich with detail. His story about his friend making beef stroganoff was a favorite, constantly heard. He savored the aroma of the cooking beef, but when his friend poured sour cream on it, he excused himself from eating it. To my knowledge, he never mixed meat and milk but allowed himself to eat bacon and ham. He was a giant trapped in a small body. His influence is seen in the kindness and generosity he instilled in his children, and his memory will always linger in my mind as my first mentor, who loved unconditionally. End poem. 
and you did. But I mean, okay, so I know Mom is probably really excited right now, and I'm excited because because it proves my point how reaching out to somebody and just handing them a little bit of inspiration. What what can grow from that? That's one of the biggest highs I have gotten from doing this show with you guys for the last 15 years is to throw my little things out there, my little homeworks and my prompts and all this stuff, and to see some of the incredibly amazing stuff you guys bring back to me. Isn't that it's, it's just amazing? And I and know. that home would not exist had mom, my mama, not give, given you that that inspiration. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's true. It, it took I a while it. because I felt it was a little too prosy, and and I had to change a few things, and I kept going back to it, and I kind of like, I you know, I erased a lot and came came back to it, and had to go back to it last night, and then just as we were on the show, and I listened to Mama, I changed the poem and edited something. I don't. I don't think it would. Be, you know, I don't know what it was before, but I don't think there's anything wrong with something being prosy. You know. No, sometimes it's good, but I wanted it to be. I, I wanted it to be different. You know, it's like I didn't want it to be too prosy. I wanted it to be my feelings coming out about my father, and it's so hard to write about someone you loved like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very difficult to put into words all of these things about his history, which is truly phenomenal. And I just, you know, I wanted to do him proud and yet bring out his personality, and I hope I did that. Well, I feel like I met him, and I think I love him, and I'm glad you shared him with us. Oh, well, thank you. I think you would have loved him. He was one of those people pleasers. You know, he was, I didn't get to put that in, but he was like the mayor of our little, like, village in in, in Kew Gardens. I lived <laughs> I lived on a street with all apartment houses. <laughs> he knew everyone on there. And when they, meet, when they met him, they knew him. And, you know, it was, like, incredible how many people he knew. And, um, yeah, so, anyway, I have another poem, if you want to hear it. This one I wrote in 2015, 14, actually. So, you want to hear it? Please, yes. Okay. It's called Hail to the New Year. Hail to the New Year, with its innocence bathed in the golden haze of promise, All sparkling glitz, it arrives with expectation, and at the stroke of twelve, we forget the year that has passed and erase the unfulfilled promises, the sad moments not pressed into our minds as tragedy. We celebrate with champagne and laughter, and every year we, you and I, were next to each other. Our lips met at midnight, and we clink glasses filled with the bubbly, remembering why we met and how New Year's was our invitation to love. Hail the New Year with its glow of possibilities, an open blank space for our dreams to flourish. And we think back to last year's dreams, those that flew and those that never left the ground. And you were always there next to me to put your arm around me, and I held tight to you, forgetting the bad and hoping for the good. 
And now I wonder when the clock strikes midnight and the ball drops, will your spirit be there or only an empty space where you used to be? End poem. Wow. You know, I, I love the way that it wasn't all sunshine and roses. I love the how it was a very real it was a very real piece of writing. Well, this you was know, from 2014. Very honest and sincere yeah. and true. And you're really good at that. Thank I you. Mean, you're really good at writing that way. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And, um, my... Oh, um, thank you. It's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I... Um, my my New Year's resolution in poetry is to publish my second book. I have a first one called If If You Like Sad Poems, you really will love this one. It's called You'll Probably Forget Me Living With and Without Hal. That was published in two thousand sixteen and a lot of people, I don't mean just one or two, but a lot of people find that if you lose somebody, a spouse especially, that this poem, this set of poems, this book, has helped them a lot. I mean, they've reached out to me and told me that they gave it to this one and that one, and now one of my friends wants it for her friend who just lost her husband, so it's... It's very sad. The person who published it told me she actually cried through the whole thing. So if you're not into sad poems, um, to, you know, you're not going to want to get it. But I yeah, have a, there, the new, but there's yeah. not a sad poem doesn't make you cry. Okay. What <laughs> makes you cry is the beauty in the sadness, the emotion in the sadness. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, it's, I imagine that anyone who needs to read that is somebody who needs that cry, who has something in them that they need to have permission to, or a a outlet to bring it out in them. You know, yeah, because, because when I wrote those poems, I was expressing my extreme grief at the loss of my husband, and mm-hmm. it, it helped me very, very much. Yeah, so in, in that it's the you know it's the emotion that you wrote that's touching people which is you know that's what we do as writers all of us do as writers I think that's our ultimate goal is to write something that you know touches somebody in a way that provokes that emotional response to it to know that yeah. they got it you know, yeah, we, and and we so conveyed what we were trying to say. Exactly, and 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 it's it, I, seriously. When my husband passed away, I almost died. So, writing poetry kind of kept me alive. And um, so, if you like the sound of that book, it's on Lulu.com, and you can look it up. And um, also, I am on. Facebook and as Barbara Arantrue and I have an author page author Barbara Arantrue I'm on 
Twitter as at Barb Air, B-A-R-B-E-H-R. And I'm not on Instagram. I really should be. But anyway, also, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not on Instagram, but um, I'm, I'm also, so this is my New Year's resolution. I want to put out another book, only this one's going to be different because it's all my other poems, not so sad, different. And um, also, I want to finish my series. I have two books in a series, and the third is being finished. I actually have two chapters left on it, and... Unfortunately, during the summer, my publisher went out of business, so you can't even get them on ebook anymore. You could only get used copies of my books, my two novels. That um, one is part of the series, and the other isn't. And the other two I just wrote. So, anyway, that's my New Year's resolution, and I have a name for my book, my second book. It's called Serendipitous Musings. That's beautiful. I have a short poem, if you'll let me read it, about Mm -hmm. that's going to be the intro. Come along on a trip through my mind's images, presented with my humble entreaty that you, that you're, Oh, that you embrace the feelings <laughs> expressed in their words. My life has been a series of serendipitous experiences woven with the pleasant vistas of various locales and distant, distinct joy found in these. Burrow into these phrases filled with my thoughts inspired by deep emotions at the time, and maybe you will find one you can hold close to your heart Let the serendipity of discovery guide you as you read these musings that may or may not bring out your own emotions. An end poem, right? End poem, yeah. Fantastic job. So that's my intro to my my new book, and hopefully I will be getting it out. (laughs) I'm excited for that. Oh, I'm I'm hoping that um that that I can get it out. I don't know how, but I will somehow get it out. And that means, you know, the whole thing of calling through your poetry and looking at it and Well, as you face challenges, shoot me a message on Facebook and let me know which challenges you're facing or what information you're trying to find because all of these things are gonna help me in putting together some of the stuff I'll be sharing this year that other people are probably wanting to know too. So it's a perfect time. So as you, you know, it's like, I'm not sure how to go about this or how many poems should be in that or what do I do to protect my poem for future publishing or, you know, all the questions you have to ask yourself. So, yeah. You know, I, I, let me I, know. And I know I a lot of them. I know a lot of these, but um, I, I have to ask myself, how many poems do I want to put in this? In my last book, there were 80. So just to throw this out there, and actually I'm not going to. I would love to do it. Thirty. You should only do no more than 36 poems in a book, and I'll tell you why on the workshop. 
Okay, I will do that because I think this one shouldn't have that many. You know, this one, this one, we have a lot of chapters. We have a lot of, and and because we divided it up into before the passing and after the passing, mm-hmm. a lot of them are not. You know, they they didn't go with. But I wrote forty poems after he passed, so. You know that's that's a lot, and now it's it's almost it's seven years, seven full years since I lost my husband, and I still write poems like you know that 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 deal with that kind of grief, and still mm-hmm. feel grief, and so um, I just want to say to everyone that it's okay to put your grief in a poem, and. If you do feel grief, that it's okay to write about it. And I want to also thank Mama, if she's listening, because I love you. And I'm I'm just so thrilled that God decided you should stay with us. Yeah. Because you are a joy in my life. And All right. Thank you, so, Nyla. I'm getting welcome, off honey. the phone. And have a happy new year. You too. And Everybody else, um, just enjoy your new year. This is going to be a better year, I keep thinking. Always. <laughs> Always. Right. All right, honey. We will see you Take in care. 2022, Barbara. Thank you. Yes. Take care, Nyla. Okay. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right. So this is where we're sitting, guys. We've got 43 minutes left in the show. And right now I've got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine. We've got quite a few callers to go through still. I stopped counting. So you can still do two poems. I don't want to cut you off from doing two poems. You can still do like two short poems or one normal longer length poem. Um, But when I bring you on, I need you to help me follow this format. When you come on, I want you to introduce yourself and say, this is my goal for this year. And make it like one or two lines. I want to publish a book. I want to, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. Tell me what your goal is. And then, and then say, this is the poems I'm going to read. All right? Try to keep me from going off on tangents and talking. Because I want to get you all on tonight. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863863. You're on the air. Oh, that's Noreen. So, Noreen, I'm going to come back and get you, just a heads up. So, you're going to be after 5.04. So, 5.04, you are on the air. Oh, wait, me? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's Moon Cookie. Um, hey, Moon Cookie. Did you, know you want what? to come on tonight? I'll, uh, yeah, I did because at first I was thinking, well, you know, I thought you didn't have many people. I just want to say Happy New Year, and I love you. And oh, um, my baby. I want to live with my poetry girl. Tennessee Lake, stand making fun of the world with my poetry girl. And Mike Todd. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, my, my assignment for you for the new year is I want you to rewrite the lyrics of that song and record it for me and send me the MP3 file. Really? I really Come on do. Now. Please, I really, really, new. really, really, really do. I mean, I could, but that's Neil Young, you know? That's kind of like uh, rewriting the Psalms or something, you know? It's Neil Young. 
That that's but the that's will, the ultimate compliment. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I will, but you know, you ain't gonna it will show be okay. nobody, right? If he has anything to say about it, he can come talk to me. Oh, I ain't worried. He can come talk to me. <laughs> me and him will hang. We'll hang out. You know, I I can get him if he comes talk to me. I just don't want him to. You know, he's a little bit curmudgeonly from all our. I never met him, but the people I know, he's a little bit curmudgeonly. But he might be dead by then, so hey. <laughs> Are you going to read a poem and cookie? You want me to? Yeah, if you've got one I handy. I, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't because I know you said it. You're trying to beat the ice and all. Um, wow. There's so many different things that just been averted by um one one move of the hand. Where are my glasses? I was just gonna um say hey. All right, hold on. Here it comes. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't gonna. I'm stupid. Here it comes. Glasses tight. Mm. All right, never mind. We can't find the glasses. We can't read. It was um. It, <laughs> All it right, was we'll a just have to read thing. it. Read it next I week sent for you me. A, Yeah, I sent you a Christmas card. It was just all. It's all I had to read was that. And um, you, you know, Christmas it's like card in the email. Yeah, I had to because I don't have okay. your address. Well, but you I, but everybody who I had the addresses to. I wrote handwritten things, hmm. and then so I don't have nothing to send it to you except Salem General Delivery. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had General Delivery for a real address at one time. You, you know, you can't even put the speakeasy on the on the envelope because the speakeasy cafe in Salem is like an amazing gay bar where we get to go see all the pretty hey. girls. Yeah. As long as you could pick it up there, we good. You know. <laughs> I could. I go there I'm on New Year's New every year. And, and I'm from New Sometimes Orleans. on Halloween. And, and yeah. Do you know that, uh, you know, I worked in the French Quarter for several years. And, you know, there's certain things that you, you know, you just, there are people that you respect and you learn how to get along. And like my ex-wife. Um, her partner, because they did gang service, went in one of the best restaurants that ever. They were on the opening staff of Red Fish Grill, which is a Brennan's restaurant. And then, but her partner and their service team ran a gay bar in Mattery, which was on our way home. And so we'd bring them, and then me and her would go in there, and I'd just let my hair down. And I was like, well, maybe just think I'm an ugly lesbian, you know? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to have but to we, cut it short because we can't sit here and visit because i got too many people waiting in line. But I love you so no, much. No, no, y'all go, y'all you go. You are so I'm dear sorry, to me. I, I couldn't, I'm sorry. I couldn't read the thing. I lost my glasses and all. That's okay. So, no, I, I really, I, I, I only said it earlier, and so I just wanted to say, Happy New Year and uh, all of that, you know, and I love y'all. 
And, we um, love you, that's too. That's all I ever wanted. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Hug the missus for me. Thank you, honey. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. Okay, my moon cookie. All right, our next caller. Oh, we have to grab Noreen, 863, Noreen, and then it's going to be 585. Noreen, are you with us? Um, y- yes. H- hello, Nyla. Hi, honey. How are Hi. you? I'm doing good. Okay. And you said we, we talk about our, um, our our writing resolutions. Well, mine is, I know I've been very, very slow at my book, Letters to Heaven for my Gary. I'm going to, th- I want to finish this up. That is my goal. I know I've been very, very slow, and I'm still working on it. Well, you know, that's not something you want to rush through. No, no. And I found out I have more poems on there. So I had to go to have about, I think, 89, something like that. That's going to be awesome. Yes, yes. And then and then I'm going to do at least two or three broadcasts on Pocosha every week. And that's my goal, too. And I that, hear Gary. That's a lot. I, Why don't you just set the goal for one and exceed? Yeah, okay. I'll do one broadcast. One broadcast yes. a week, and if you do more, then, then you're exceeding. See, yes. it's all the way you look at it and the way you set your goals. Don't set yourself up for failure, because what if you only do one in a week, and then you're going to think, oh, I was supposed to do two. I said I did two. I didn't do two. I suck. Instead, you're going to say, oh, I've done my one. I've done my one. I did two. Yes, I rock. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What are you going to share do, with us tonight, honey? Okay, okay. And for Gary, I have, um, okay, you gave him a homework years ago on on one, two, three days of New Year, and that was the title of it, and this is what he wrote. Okay. Taxes, you think about them. Where has the old year gone? Where's my darling since the new, that New Year's night? While Mother Nature has gone dormant and everything that dies is dead, we look forward to spring to bring everything to life again. The snow here and there is cold and freezing, and we get the sniffles of the season. This year had just begun, and our hopes are high to enjoy a better one. The real daily life is in effect to be more responsible and be sure to work every day on something. Food stamps are just gifts from the elite above to keep the workforce in control from the rich above. Happy from above. The end. I gave, I gave him the homework for that one. Yes, yes, and he loved it. That's so awesome. And he was so excited and happy about it. <laughs> he was a happy guy. Yes, he, he is. He makes me smile all the time still. So yes. which one of yours did you bring, my love? It's raining in the stars. Okay. Okay. When the, when the talented poets from all walks of life around this world come and gather at this magical place, where our voices can be heard, where we all make a difference. Each of us are unique in our own ways. At the Speakeasy Cafe, even the poet angels gather, Kismet, Deep Enough, Ronald and Ray, and so many others, for it's raining in the stars. It's raining in the stars. Can't you feel it? This feeling, so powerful, makes you ponder. Just listen. Listen to the talented poets. Listen, it's raining in the stars, only here at this magical place 
the Sneaky D Cafe, what you'll hear is raining in the stars. The end. Aww. I loved it. Okay, thank you. You're very, 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 very welcome. Okay. And and then um you can find Gary and I we you can find all of our books on Amazon dot com. Okay. And then you can find us on um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry. And you can find Gary on Facebook dot com and you can find um him on Beadwordnation dot com. Um um uh poetrypoem.com you can find me on um, reverbnation.com um, facebook.com and poetrypoem.com and you can also find us here on every Thursday night and you can find us on Saturdays it's going to be 4 o'clock now on um, Facebook Live at the at the Poetry Club every um, every Saturday and then then um and then you can find us on Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com, that, oh, front slash Gary and Noreen. And I'm, we're also google Bow and Go-Giggle-Bow. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, yes. indeed, you are. Okay. Oh, and I want to wish you Happy New Year's, too. Happy New Year's to you. Yeah. So okay, much to you guys. Okay, and Christopher, too. And I hope he's I getting better. Him. He is feeling much better for sure. Oh, that's All good. All right, tell me I how to find that. you guys, honey. Oh, I just did. Oh, see, I'm just 90 <laughs> miles ahead of my own brain. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you in 2020, hon. Or 2022. Okay. 2020. 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yes. All right, thank you, Noreen. Okay. okay, you're welcome. Okay, we love you all. Love okay. you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585, my handsome Mr. Curry. (laughs) Uh, Hello, and uh, a happy new year to you and to everybody who's listening. I'm enjoying the show Uh, in keeping with what you asked us to do uh, for 2022. I have a couple goals. One is to take care and make sure to um, write poetry that expresses the full range of uh, human emotion and experience, uh, get away from so much a preponderance of, of the cynical, uh, the sad, um, the more negative aspects of life that seem to pervade a whole lot of poetry. Um, we almost seem to not write anything happy in an attempt at humor. And if and if maybe that's just me, then I'll just take care of that for myself. But I, I think that's a general comment that I have about poetry these days, and I think I would do my part to try to even it out some. In the process, hoping to write or meaning to write enough new poetry to uh, to do a book, which I may or may, may not, probably not publish, but enough to do it. Um, I often think the reason I haven't, written a book is because I didn't want to have the discipline to write enough and edit enough and do all that. But I'm going to do all that anyway because the art deserves that. And I the still don't baby know steps, I like I told, told Noreen, baby yeah. steps, set a goal that's so obtainable that every day is a victory, but, and if you exceed it, then that makes it awesome. 
Mm -hmm. So how can you do that with your goal? Easy. Do the exercise I give you. Write a haiku every single day this year, and at the end of the year, you'll have 365 haikus. You can pick out 60 of those because you're going to have some crappy ones or you're going to have some really good ones. And that will give you the basis for a first book to publish, your book of haiku poetry, which will be really easy for you to do that whole wide array of emotions you're looking for in a very unpainful way. And anything you write above and beyond that can also go towards a full-length poetry book. Okay. So one feeds the other. But do the haikus. Because any every single poet every poet out there should have a book of haiku out. It's kind of like it's kind of for poets a haiku book is kind of like a guest appearance on Saturday Night Live for an actor. Anybody who's anybody has been on Saturday Night Live at least once. Every poet, I don't care what they write, needs a book of haiku. So easy, obtainable goal, baby steps, huge victory, and at the same time, that's going to help you in the mental process of changing to write about some of these other array of emotions that you're looking at. Okay. It feeds each other, and you have huge victories. Thank you. That's good insight. Uh, hello to Mama. She was on earlier. I'm glad to know that things are working or things are better and getting better for her. And in following uh, what she asked and following what she said about her workshop, uh, we must be of a, of, of a similar mind because I write poetry that wants to keep alive the memory of people. Sometimes it's heroic and sometimes it's just things you ought to know about people that are around us and everybody doesn't pay attention. So here's a poem right, so about... So my homework for you real quick is I want you to walk, as you walk through your day tomorrow, I want you to pay attention to people you see and pick someone that you see every single day. I mean, it could be the guy on the bank counter. It could be the bus driver. It could be a whatever. I want you to write a poem introducing us to that person that you see okay. every day so we don't forget them. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So here's a poem about someone that any anyone of my age, 70 years old, will know about and may not have paid any attention to just because he's always there, always supposed to be there, and may be in there so much fun. This is, uh, as people know, I've spent about 40, almost 40 years as a disc jockey. And this is a, is a poem about disc jockeys back in the day when they really sold everything that was coming, coming across the radio. This is called Giftedly Give, Lib. 1964. Somewhere between singing and selling, his patter is pretty and his poise is perfect. Giftedly glib, he conveys the coolness of the music, sets the mood, and most beautifully introduces the shimmy in his voice to the shake in your hips. Dance, little sister, dance. Get up off of that thing. And when I say stop, don't you move a peg. When I say go, baby, shake a leg. Now here's a little something I don't want you to miss. Truly a great buy I want you to try. And when you do, tell them Sweet Papa told you to. Come on, Sweet Papa, don't be so mean. Putting down that jive with your record machine. Girls, I'm young and single, and I love to mingle. I'm a man with a plan, so catch me if you can. I know you dig this mess, so stay on this address. Yes, make it a bet and keep your dial set. 
Well, I'm going away, but I want you to stay. Where the music stays strong all night long. And on a hot summer night, fans oscillate the cool of sweat dripping from our radio speakers and poems. <laughs> sweat dripping from my stereo speakers. Have you always used Doug Curry when you've been on air? Yeah. Do you know what my radio name was when I did on air? It was Thea Storm because my first name is Cynthia. So it was Thea Storm. That was my that was my radio name. Yeah. How silly. I never, I never used anything other than my given name. You know, if you if you heard me on the radio, I'm Doug Curry. If you saw me on my job, I'm Doug Curry. If you met me on the street, that's who I am. You know, I don't I don't have anybody else I want to promote, and I don't have anybody I want to. Have. <laughs> well, they would they uh, wouldn't let us use our real name. They, but I, really? I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a an anonymity for a stalker type thing, yep. I think. So yeah, they're they're the one that gave they made up the name and gave me the name my on air name. Well, I can understand that, especially for women, and you know, depending on a given time that it might. Um, yeah, and if things went along, I, I think maybe if I had were starting doing radio now, you know, someone might say the same thing. Maybe, but mm-hmm. not so much. Um, it's keeping people alive. Here is a poem. It mentions. Five people, and well, actually, it mentions six people, and um, four of them are no longer with us. It's called Mama's Boy. Homemade pound cake, Ed Sullivan in red jello. Sunday evenings in Harlem as the sun went down. And there she sat, spread legs, braiding little sister's long hair with her knees. Topo Ijo and two mice started across the floor where we sat, brown our mama. Twilight time in the Bronx. Sundays gathered around love, unrelentingly poor, uncompromisingly loved. Us, Vicky, the oldest, Karen, the youngest, Kenny, my brother. And me, my mama's boy. Um, That was phenomenal. You know, it it wasn't long enough for five people, though. (laughs) Just wants to introduce who was there, including the two mice. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely loved it, hon. So, um, All right. Was that that uh, wasn't uh, your second one, was it? Yeah, it was. What's wrong with me? My cold medicine is getting me, you guys. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Yeah. I'm Doug Curry. I can be found as Doug on Facebook and I, I do my writing. I do a lot of writing on uh, allpoetry.com under the pseudonym of Manchild. That's M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99. Manchild 99 on allpoetry.com. That is awesome. On Thursday. Thursday that I can be here. 
<laughs> we love it when you can make it here. Well, All right, honey, you mean the world to me. Have a very, very happy New Year. And my 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 New Year is just that much better knowing that going forward that you're going to be in it with me. So thank you. Thank you so much, sweetie. Happy New Year to everyone. All right. We will talk to you in 2022. I'm I'm losing things here. All right. Thanks, then. I'm I'm sitting there trying to juggle. I'm trying to. My lamp was falling over. I was trying to save it. I was not very graceful. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup through the. We're going to end up going into overtime, but I want to make sure I get everybody on. Um, we've got six one five eight one five nine one nine. Uh, 506, um, 419, all right, let's just get you guys on. All right, 615, you are on the air. Miss Nyla Alicia. Clarence, Happy New Year to you. I feel like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Happy New Year. Ha, ha, ha. Happy New Year to you. Yes, thank you. So what poem <sighs> are you going to read for us to close? Oh, wait, first of all, what's your what's your goal for next year? Well, my goal is, because this past few months has been troubling, I'm going to live by purpose and not by a job. That's the first goal. And the second goal is to explore my options, whether it's voiceovers or writing for greeting cards. Anything that gets me from relying on a job. You know that it's a phenomenon. I can't. I can't. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I would answer that, but we've got callers, so I can't. I'm going to shut up. Let you read your poem. <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't have to, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> this first poem is called Will You Answer? I know you don't like pop up visits, people coming unexpected and unannounced, but I couldn't stop thinking about you. I feel weird leaving voicemail messages so impersonal, robotic, and monotone. I anticipate getting a live voice. I want to hear you. I'm not obsessed and I'm not stalking you. I just love when we hang. This isn't about sex, unless you want that on the table, or in the bedroom, the kitchen counter, the washing machine. Oh, I hear you giggle saying, I got jokes. Well, inside of that hides the truth. Seriously, I want to spend some quality time with you. I'll knock three times slowly as my code to your door. I want to ring your bell more than Anita Ward does disco. I want to know, will you answer and let me into your world? Let me be your man. Let me serve you, protect you. You won't regret this. This is not a one-night stand. I'm in this forever if you say yes. Let's become one in spirit and flesh and make love as husband and wife. Wouldn't that be perfect? 
Yes, this has been on my mind for quite some time. Yeah, there's been others trying to distract me with their tactics. Their Jezebel ways could never match the God-given beauty you have. Brothers label me whipped, but I see their jealousy, trying to set traps to get you away from me. But I'll fight in battle and warfare to the end for you. I want you. I need you for me. I plan to lead. I plan to provide. I'll be there to wipe every tear and drop when someone close dies. I'll never leave you, forsake you, abandon you. Let me lay my hands on you when I'm mad. Never lay my hands on you when I'm mad at you or damage you. I cherish you. I lavish you. When you need me, I'll carry you. I just need you to know. And I need to know, will you marry me? Answer, I'm begging you, please. I thank you, God, for you in my prayers. All I'm asking is for you to say yes. That's that piece. Aw, that was beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Now, I have one other one. And it's called, I'm only one man. I refuse to be your all in all. Don't make me your everything. I'm not up for the challenge or cause. Please don't attempt to depend on me. The burden of yours is too much to bear. I'm crumbling under the pressure. I can't be your heavenly father. I can't save you from your death threats. I'm only one man out of many, and I don't belong to you. You've got this needy taste for chocolate. I don't fit your qualifications or agenda. And you don't satisfy my requirements, my standards or desires. So go searching for your soulmate because I'm not the right guy for you. I'm not giving your thirst a refresher course or the one who fulfills your hunger. I'm not your psychiatrist or preacher. And I'm not here for you to discover. I'm not even attracted to you. So let's keep it real and keep it 100. You look like a male game show host wearing a dress, so there's no chance of me being your lover. I'm only one man out of many, and I don't belong to you. You've got this needy taste for chocolate. I don't fit your qualifications or agenda. And you don't satisfy my requirements, my standards, or desires. So go searching for your soulmate, because I'm not the right guy for you. In peace. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> I love it. First one was so sweet, and this one's just a big F you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of planned it like that. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so very much. You're welcome, honey. Great job. All righty. So tell everyone how they can come and find you. They can come and find me on Facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. or my group page, the letter C, the word double, the number 34, music and friends, or they can listen to poetry and music on SoundCloud.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. or SoundCloud.com backslash C-double-34-music. 
Very, very cool. All right, sweetheart. And we will see you next week. See you in 2022. Yes, you will see me in 2022. Awesome. Regardless right, of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, there, the whole pandemic thing has made more people leave traditional jobs and find ways of making an income from home and realizing that they have control to do those types of things. So I'm I, learning I'm, that. You got this. You got this. Thank All you. right, my dear. Love we you much. We will talk to you next and I'll week. See you soon. All right, yes. then. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Right, our next caller dun, 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 comes from 815. 815, you're on the air. 815, happy Thursday. Knowledge, Gina Storm. My Gina, my love, my sis, my little chickadee. <laughs> How could I not come? Mama, old days, you gave everybody homework. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mama. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. awesome. I, I had a, t- t- earlier I told her, I said I had to force myself to eat. She said, what's wrong? I said, I'm, I'm achy. She was like, where? She wanted me to be specific. I'm like, oh, pretty much, you know, my scalp to the soles of my feet. She was like, well, like, what kind of pain? I said, okay, Mom, I'm exaggerating. It's, it's bad, but I'm going to live. Um, it's just basically my ankles, knees, shoulders, and low back. It snowed two days ago, and it's going to snow again in two days. And my body feels it, and it's horrible. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, like, um, pharmaceutically. Or, you know, there are a lot of medicinal things that she believes in. I also believe in a medicinal thing. So I rolled it, lit it, and smoked it, and I feel a whole lot better than when I talked to her earlier. And next time I eat, it won't, I won't be force-feeding. I have the munchies. So, hey, Mama. <laughs> So what do you have for us? I want to do something that um, a caller earlier did where um, you said that your prompt was, um, when I get old, I need, the, I need the actual, you know, line so that I can use it. When, and it's actually the first line in a poem that I am writing right now. Okay. So I grabbed the line. It's the, when I am old. Oh, when I'm old, period. That's what it was. Okay, okay. When I am old. So I'm going to use your title and and do he's called it an improv, and, you know, I call it a freestyle, so when I'm old. When I'm old, I just hope and pray that what I left behind were good things and thoughts and connections and memories. I don't want to be one of those old ladies who's just looking in photo albums or someplace online in archives from social media applications long gone by. I don't want to be that person that's in the nursing home and gets no visitors from the day that she is enrolled until the day she passes on. When I'm old, I want to be revered, you know, like Mama Ola Daisy because even though she's not so advanced in age, she is old enough to be some of our actual maternal mothers, maternal mothers, but not all of ours, some of which are more closer to her to siblings as they are than offspring. 
but it's the energy that she brings. I want to be that kind of old person when I'm old, you see. I want my grandchildren to be grown-ups and to have lives of their own, maybe even children that I'm alive to see. I want them to tell happy stories and share memories of things that they did and learned from me. I want when I pass away for my eulogy to be filled with stories of joy, happiness, and all that I brought to the world. When I'm an old person, I like for my poetry to be the blueprint to someone's love that comes true. I still believe in the fairy tale, even though I haven't had mine personally. But when I'm an old person, I like for that to be. So someplace between now and the last day I take my final breath, I'd like to have a love that I can spend the rest of my days with. If it's a possibility in God's will, I know it will be, but I'm not worried about it. Right now I'm loving me, the people around me, the people I came from, my ancestors, my aunts and uncles, since I no longer have a grandparent, my daughter. My amazing three grandchildren that I dubbed the famous three, they're not only making me happy day in and day out, but they're my legacy. So when I'm an old person, I'd love for them to have amazing tales to tell, to have joy in their hearts when someone says my name, to be proud that they're from my branch of the family tree. That would mean the world to me. I just hope to live long enough to see me. Be an old person. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. In peace. <laughs> you absolutely aced that, my love. Good job. I thought it was beautiful to how to use it. Um, I'm gonna just say you can find Gina Storm, Gina with an E. Storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day, and I'm hoping to shine upon all of you in 2022. My goal is to be the better person next year than I was this year. That is, I don't know how you can't do that one. That's not very challenging. Okay. Then I would like to fly to Cleveland, Ohio, and not on business, but to purposely visit and meet in person. I'm an old daisy, the all-around queen, and the gangster granny. We should get together because I'm really trying to figure out a way to come up with the money to fly out there and help her move. We could go help her move together and we could all three go. I promise you she needs the help and I would love to, so absolutely. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's on my list of things to do. Like, we all love her and she looks out for all of us and she doesn't just call us her children. She treats us as such. So yeah. isn't a necessity yeah. and not an option. Absolutely anything we can do to lighten her load, I'm all for it. I absolutely agree. All right, Gina, sis, I love you. Thank you so love much you for being here. Me really means a lot. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Okay. Our next caller comes from, oh, come on, come on, 919. 919. Hello, Gina. I mean, hello. How are you, Granville? I am well, I am well. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, happy holidays. And all good vibes and blessings come your way. It's been a minute. And for you too, love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
The poem I'm going to do, oh, let me say, what I would like to do for 2022 is to publish a couple of, the, a couple of these books that I have sitting around the house. I have a few books here just sitting down while gathering more and more material. Awesome. Well, we'll see what we can do to help make that happen. That would be great. I'm, 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 I am the great procrastinator. I need help. Okay, this poem I'm going to do for you is a poem I've written. This poem is in the, it, it, it has been published in the Golden Treasury of Great Poems by, Grand, by John Campbell, editor and publisher. I think this book came out in 1990, so this is a poem from my younger self. It is called A Silent Rage. The days are long, and the nights speak in silence, as darkness clambers along, making no haste, as it was not, but now is, knowing nothing of itself, a dawn in the realm of time. Without muttering, it presents itself. Then fear fills the ear, and children become afraid, and women must have a care. For a silent one comes with a hum of despair, resting upon the earth as a falling tree. To where does it go when it ceases to be? Sounding no alarm it comes, yet instantly it is known to everyone. Instruments of time it must be, like stormy seas, then tranquility. I wish to be like you, to stand when my time is due and gracefully surrender when I am too. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. I loved that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That, that was one of my first aha moments. You know, when you're writing a poem and, you, and, and, and what you had written on the paper is what you intended, that you, was the first. You, you just cut out. Yeah. I didn't hear that last part, honey. I say that is that was one of my many. That's why the first, one of the first of my many aha moments. That <laughs> when you were writing, a, yeah, when you were writing yeah. a poem, and when you finish, it, what was on the paper is what you intended. Yeah, that I, I call those aha moments. My my life has been a lot of aha moments since then. You know, I yeah, I do. When I, I tell people sometimes I I can't get it wrong. And I wait and I can't get it wrong. And that's why that's why you wanna you wanna practice until you can't get it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Muscle memory it's a thing. Huh? Muscle memory, it's a yeah. thing. If you keep doing it long yeah. enough you do it right. 
Yeah, it becomes you. Mm-hmm. It becomes you. It it becomes you. You know you yeah you know, and that's what I've did, and that's what. You know, sometimes I get criticism from people, and you know, sometimes they don't. I guess I guess I guess the masters of the art kind of maybe, you know, maybe they wish they could do it like me and easily like me, but it takes work. It takes and practice, you know, and you know, and practice. You need to practice and and be and be your own, you know, be your be your best critic, you know, and criticize the work intensely. Because when I started to write first. I used to throw a lot of my work if it, if it didn't come out how I wanted it. And I met this lady at the time who stopped me. She said, don't do that, don't do that. And she was right because sometimes I, I write poem that I'm not, I'm not pleased with, but somebody else is ecstatic about it. And then I realized that I wasn't waiting for myself. I was waiting for an audience, and they want to be the judge of whatever I write. No matter what I think of it, they want to be the judge. So that's what I do. When I write something, I, I write something and I just put it down on the paper. I don't even, I don't even go look it over because that's what I realized was a problem. But when, it, when I go look it over, I was too hard on myself. But, mm-hmm. but when I leave it over time, I could come back and look at it more objectively. You know, because when I see it, maybe I after it's like a new poem to me, and I could look at it more objectively and see, you know, and. And such be this. That's how it goes, my dear. <laughs> All right, so are you going to call into our New Year's show next week? Yes, yes, I am. You know, a couple, a couple of times what happened, to, what happened, I fell asleep. All right, tonight, I fell asleep tonight when I got up about after nine, and, and I said, you know what, let me get up and move about and, and, keep, you, and keep you on, keep the phone in my pocket so I can listen to the show. So I went upstairs and I did some mopping. I washed some dishes and and wait for my turn. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because after all, well, you know, this is the last one in twenty in twenty twenty one, and and I gotta get it in. Well, well, go relax for the rest of the year and then be here next week, okay? I will as long as life. Happy New Year to you and big hugs and kisses to you at midnight, my friend. And wait back at you, my dear. Much love. Much love, Nyla. Blessed love, Queen. Good night, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506, and they are going to be they are going to be followed by area code 419, and that will close out the show. So we have 506. You are on the air. This is Lady Hi, it's A, Lady right? A. Calling Hi, honey. from Canada. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. What is your goal for the new year? Um, I I have had in my mind probably for 20 years now to publish a book of poetry, and um, I have well over a thousand poems now, and I would really like to do that. I need to know how to do it, which way to go about it, but that's what I would like to do. Awesome. We've got a lot of people wanting to put out books. I think that's really going to influence some of the stuff that I put together for the new year and help to bring you guys. But those of you who've talked about that, if you will inbox me specific, think about right now what's stopping you from doing it right this minute. What information do you need? And ask me questions. 
and let's let's get this ball rolling and get you guys the information you need. So, Lady A, what are you going to read to close out 2021? Um, I Your last poem of the year. Do I year, read one or two? Um, you can do like a longer one or uh, one normal one. I mean, one normal one or two shorter ones. That's what okay, I'm trying to say. Neither one of them are terribly long, but okay. um, I got, yeah. Okay, I'm going to uh, start with uh, a shorter one, and it's called Return to Nowhere. Goodness, kindness, love, attributes to live thereof, pink taffeta, silk and chiffon, pink flowers to look upon, softly walks amid words, swaddled in rhyme and singing birds, Lyrics written with golden pen gently speaks love and calm. Pink faded, turned to black when truth did not prevail. Cold moved in when icy sin heaped darkness herein. Tomorrow starts today, where who I am will hide away. Lace is stiff and hard. Softness is forgotten by this bard. Empathy leaked out when heart was torn from chest, replaced by ice and bitterness, so tired of being nice. Paid with indifference when my heart bled. Black is the color of grief. Black is the color grief wears into my being tears. Eyes opaque blinded by all my mistakes. Black is the color trust wears never again, I swear into the forest of no return. One day for me they'll yearn into the forest of no return. And wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. That was intense. Yeah. All right. My second one is called Inspired. Muzzled, gagged, sworn to secrecy, stifled, muffled upon pain of brutality. Flame flickers, fire extinguished, feelings festered, drowning, death wish. Voiceless child inward turns, attempts to be heard, spurned. The prophet read... Gibran speaks of love, children, made me weep. Reached out to share Gibran's words in hopes I would that day be heard. Laughter from her smirking lips, broken my heart into rips. Recurring dreams have me explain, upon deaf ears fell my refrain. Inward turned my emptiness, efforts made, all she rejects. Solace found in rhyme and verse. Rossetti and Browning and Bronte girls, inspired, frustration, pain released. Catharsis began, each day pain eased. Amid the chaos, this voiceless child found peace of mind with words mild. I write of many past sorrows, freed by inking today and tomorrow. And poem. Wow. I love the refer- the girls' reference in there. Mm-hmm. Some, some some pretty crazy lots they were handed. It really adds to the flavor of what you're trying to say in that piece. 
Fantastic job, honey. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Very um, welcome. I don't have any information as to where to contact you personally or to leave a message, or do I just go to uh, your announcements to send something? Or um, Well, do you have, a like, a Facebook page you want to share? Yeah, it's under Andrea Wheaton. Mhm. And then what? Okay, I, I maybe I I I think I I got confused. What is it you need to send me? <laughs> just well, just you were asking about information about what I needed to write. To begin oh yeah, with. send it to me. Just send me a message on Facebook. It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And what's your name on Facebook? Oh, cause you're not my friend. What? How is that possible? I don't know. Wow, Nyla N Y L A, like New York, Los Angeles, Nyla. Okay. And my last name is Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Okay. I'll send you a friend request. Perfect. How can we not be friends? I don't know. Um, I was ta- I was thinking about the um, the lady that called with that had lost her husband, and how poetry has helped her. Mine was birthed out of sorrow like that. And uh, I have a lot of what people would consider dark poetry, but for me, it was healing. And Mm -hmm. um, I think when you write about your emotions, if they're sad, or if they're happy, but in particular, um, sadness, I think helps um, heal the wounds and um, in a beautiful way, I think. Even if it's dark, I think it's beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely agree. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for being here. I hope you have an incredible new year. And I hope you too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I hope you do too. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you here next week for our first show of twenty twenty two. Great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye-bye. All right. And as it is with most nights, I dance with everybody all night long, but I know who I go home with. Our last caller for the evening, 419. Hey, Nala. <laughs> Hi, Melvin. Yeah. How are you, sweetheart? Good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. To you, too. Thank you so much. So uh, what do you have for goals? What do you have planned? Uh, I'm working on a new book. I'm going to try to finish it. A new book of love poems. Ooh. Entitled Silent Whispers. So, Silent uh, Whispers. You told me about that before. Right. I'm still working on it. I'm going to try to finish it. That's my goal. I'm writing that down. Okay. So I won't forget next time. All right. <laughs> so what is stopping you from doing that? Why haven't you done it yet? I'm a Scorpio. I procrastinate. I knew there was a reason I liked you. <laughs> you are you are my kryptonite. Well, 
we will get you the tools you need to do so that gets done this year because that's important. Okay. I think about Mama getting sick and going through COVID and, you know, how, how dangerous that was and how scary that was, and she still doesn't have her book out yet, and that would have been just, that absolutely would have been a tragedy. So we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. A lot of us have those books in us that we need to get done and get out, and so we're going to, we're going to get on that. Okay. Okay. So Sounds what did good. you bring us? What's, what's, what are you going to close out okay, I was, I was the year with? Close out. Right. Uh, let me try to try to go through these uh, uh, two points real quick. It's, uh, I'm closing out with a uh, um, um, message from a black man in um, Motherland, and I'm doing that in honor of, you know, Desmond Tutu, who fought through a pipe, you know, apartheid uh, in Africa, and uh, I see us almost, you know, going in that direction, so. Okay. Um, doing these two poems in, in honor of him. Uh, so I'll just do it back to back, if that's okay. Okay. Message from a black man and um, motherland. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. Like the Nile, it runs deep and seems endless like infinity. You will see that I, have been, that I have been Pharaoh, king, tribal chief, warrior. That I could be ferocious like the lion or passive like the lamb. You will see that I have built temples greater than the Parthenon, created civilizations and destroyed worlds. I was the strength of Shaka Zulu, the fear of Genghis Khan, and the determination of Gandhi. I have orchestrated rebellions and organized revolutions. I was enslaved but never into submission. I would never allow my spirit to be broken. I have instilled in me the philosophy of Matt Turner, Marcus Garvey, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Against all eyes, I have survived all atrocities that have been inflicted upon me. I can be love. I can be hope. I can be peace. But when stricken, I strike back. I am a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. So be careful how you treat me. Motherland. I was not born in you, but I was born of you, my motherland. From the womb of my mother, I could hear the distant drums of your past. I could hear the lion roar. I could see the zebra run. I sat on the elephant's trunk and swam with the water buffalo. Surrounded by the Nile of my mother's womb, I gaze upon your beauty, my motherland. I watch the birds fly. The condor is my playmate, the anaconda my friend. I raised the cheetah and hunted with the panther. I stepped in the shadows of your rainforest. I climbed to the highest peak of your highest mountain that I might touch the stars, the moon, gaze upon the sun, and claim my right to manhood. Africa, my motherland. I was not born in you, but I was born of you. And from deep inside my mother's womb, the umbilical cord of your past gave my life substance, strength, honor, and dignity. And I survived. Impulse. Wow. 
Those were both so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. A little bit overwhelmed on that. I didn't. Those were awesome. Absolutely amazing. Wow. How come I don't have anything of yours recorded? Do you have you recorded anything? Uh, I sent you a CD. No, I'm sorry, I have a CD. But why, don't, why don't I have any on the show? I should probably. I wonder yeah. if I can up, figure out a way to upload it from. Yeah, I sent you a CD. Is that out? And it's, some of it is original music, and some is, um, you know. Uh, I wonder if I can um, get it off the CD and onto my computer. Because yeah, my computer uh, doesn't my computer doesn't have a CD uh, thing to to burn CDs on. There's no place to put a CD in it. I guess uh, that's old school. These newfangled yeah, things don't do it. So I do a I do a, a, a array of different types of poetry on here. I've heard the CD. I've got the CD, but uh, I don't have any recorded. I don't have any of it on the thing, and that's sad. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. Are you going to be here for the um, for the new show on New Year's Eve or New Year's or New Year's show next week? It's not New Year's um, Eve. I'm, I'm, I'm sure going to try. Good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, if it don't rise too high, we'll be here too. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you. I'll be thinking of you at midnight, giving you a great big poetic hug. Appreciate you. And, yeah, um, yeah we will we will definitely talk to you next week. And Happy New Year's okay. to you. Thank you. You too. Thanks, son. All right, you guys. Appreciate you so much. It was a fantastic show tonight. And, um, yeah, can you tell me? I'm getting tired. It's been a long night. We are uh, 20 minutes into overtime. But we got everybody on. I'm really excited. I'm going to close the show, you guys, with a piece. And I'm looking for it. I had it pulled up, but then everything got hiccuped. And did not work. Cannot find it. All right, we'll just we'll just pull one random, and I'll play the one I'm looking for right now next week. Appreciate you all being here. You're incredible. I'm going to close the show with uh, Emily Kagan Trenchard called Cut, and Happy New Year's to you. Everybody be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Cut. Most of the work has been done. The organs are all tucked discreetly into a plastic sack, stuck back into a body cavity that is probably not its own. There are a few feathers left to pluck. It is never as hard as you think it's going to be. The force needed to shove a slice of glass into the tender curve of a foot. Or perhaps we just never consider how much force we insist upon with each casual step. It's always white at first. Then comes the blood. Though they've drained out as much as possible, inevitably you hit an unemptied vein, 
perhaps the one that fed the thigh, and now you must clean the meat again. Never mind the sterile nature of blood, it is out of place. You must clean the wound so perfectly deep, the small hairs and breadcrumbs that have dotted your unswept floor now stick to your bare open foot. The glass seems impossibly sharp. Your hand shakes as it drops the shard into the trash can you wish your husband was home. You are always surprised how much force it takes to rip apart the joints. The meat slips easily from the bones with a well-sharpened knife, but the cartilage, the tendons, require strong wax against the wood block to convince them to give. Muscle is given too much credit. It's the joint that is the key. The first thing we test on an injured limb, watching the skin split, pull apart again as we bend, more blood, but at least we can move. The chicken is no longer muscle, no longer carcass in the pan, browning and rendering off its fat, tightening its proteins into opaque bundles, surrendering wayward pathogens to the heat, cumin, coriander, turmeric, saffron, tomatoes. Your husband is almost home. You will kiss him on the neck, on that full and throbbing vein. Tell him about the glass, about the flesh that is only flesh when we see it broken.